Hi, this is Kyle Aber, the voice of Kiba on Naruto, Aizen on Bleach, the narrator on Dragon Ball Z, Kamina on Gurren Lagann, and soon Ryu on Street Fighter 4. And I implore you to show me your news! Show me your news! And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's Show Me Your News! Welcome to Show Me Your News, the pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you. Rumor, film, gossip, hardware blunders, or upcoming releases that are related to video games, we want to talk about it. I am Yoko. And I'm the Buzzsaw. Our top stories today, we're going to have an interview. It's been a couple episodes since we've had one, but this is a big one, guys. And you will not want to miss it. We're talking Smash news, and it's going to be big, trust me. Then we're going to talk... Nintendo 3DS, Sony NGP, Sony versus Geohot, and pretty significant uh, lawsuit that's going on right now. Marvel vs. Capcom 3, the roster is official. Kirby Wii, it's not that Kirby Wii game, it's a different one. And this really ridiculous news story about Modern Warfare 2 and Russia. Out recently, uh, Little Big Planet 2, Dead Space 2, we're going to have mail time. It's going to be a big show, one of the biggest in a long time. I want to first uh, introduce our special guest today. They are behind the project that is really taking off on the Smash World forums. Well, before I do that, I want to welcome everyone listening to Show Me Your News from Smash World forums. Um, if I could quote Ron Burgundy, Show Me Your News, we were kind of a big deal back in the day for Smash World forums. If you've never heard of Show Me Your News, we were your weekly weekend podcasting source delivering the latest news in all that was Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Basically, we covered the dojo every week for 35 straight weeks up until Smash's release, and then Major League Gaming happened and all that stuff, so we're our own gaming podcast now, but if you've heard of Show Me Your News before, welcome back. If you haven't, we'll hope you listen and enjoy. Um, our guest today from Smash World Forums behind the Project M project, and that's almost a little redundant, uh, I w- like want to welcome Shanus, Strongbad, and Dan Tarian. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. So I want to give you each a little time, introduce yourself, you know, what are you known for, what are some of your uh, your gaming hobbies, give, give a little bit of gaming credential for yourself. I want to start with uh, with Shanus. All right. Um, I started playing Melee fairly competitively back in 2005. Um, I played, I was down at Brown University, so I played with some people down in Rhode Island and Mass, and then from there I picked up Brawl. Kind of got disappointed with it over a bit of time, and then transitioned off to um, starting making Brawl Plus, and then eventually switched off to Project M as well. Um, right now, with pretty busy life after college, I don't play as much Smash as I used to, but uh, I'll play for a yeah, Shanus Mike is suffering a little bit, so we apologize for those technical difficulties. Now, you've definitely been around in the uh, the brawl hacking community for a long time. I know when I tried working on my own little texture pack, or whatever. I know you were you're definitely big in the uh, hacking community, and so you're one of the the people behind Project M. And thank you very much for 
for joining. Next up, we have Strongbad, and Strongbad just dropped from the chat. We are so full of technical difficulties today. This is amazing. Uh, Dantarian, you're going to be up next. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I guess I started out with Smash really not competitively back in 64, but I started playing competitively with Melee when I was in high school. And then for Brawl, I started at the um, the Boston area like launch day tournament. And then with like hacking, I kind of started with Brawl Plus and just kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And let's try to get Strongbad back. Must be having some difficulties online. It would not be Show Me Your News without some form of technical difficulties. Hello, welcome back, Strongbad. Sorry about that. That's all right. We were given a little bit of, uh, you know, give us some of your background. Uh, what what makes you you in the uh, the Smash com- community? Excuse me. Um, specifically, specifically in the Smash community, I've been playing Melee competitively since about 2007. Um, in my area. Dark Rain lived here, so um, I'm part of that crew. But um, he's since moved to Texas, but I'm still part of that crew. Um, probably most well known for my Donkey Kong. Um, that's about it. Uh, other than Project M, that's about all I've been all I've been doing in the Smash community. All right, and we're we're trying to handle some uh, some back and forth here with adding people and getting better mics and all that. So what we do on Show Me News, we first we're gonna get to the interview for Project M soon. We have some you know big questions, some from fans and uh, some that you know we came up with ourselves. But first, we like to you know kind of break the ice a little bit. We want to talk about when you know what we've been playing and you know give the games we've been you know playing recently. Give a little mini review, little section called "What Are You Playing?" So the buzzsaw, we're gonna give a little bit of a you know kind of tell them how it rolls and you know tell them what are you playing. Oh man, I'm playing the best games ever made. <laughs> uh, first off, I'm playing Borderlands. Oh, huh. no, no one could have guessed, but uh, I'm working on my new Siren. She's up to level 30, going well with that, and Sirens are fun to play. Um, but new games I've been playing. Um, be- I recently re-become a Steam addict. Uh, first game I'm playing is the Back to the Future adventure game made by Telltale. They're the same ones that made the, the Monkey Island 5 uh, series they did the five chapters for that game, and uh, they made a new one for uh, Back to the Future, which I think is awesome because you know I never would have made the connection. I, I've loved the Back to the Future movies, but I was like, really, they're making a game and it's an adventure game, just like the Monkey Island games, and you know it's it's the same format. You know, you go in, you got inventory, you've got people you got to talk to, things you got to do, switches you got to pull, and you got to figure out what to do, and obviously it involves a lot of time travel. And what's fun about this one is you get to meet uh, Doc when he's younger, like way uh-huh. younger, like 20 years old younger. Um, and it's actually voiced by uh, Christopher Lloyd for Doc. They didn't get um, Michael, uh, J. Michael Fox? J. Fox, yeah, that's but bad. they got a guy who is amazing at mimicking him. There's a, there's a making of video you can find on YouTube that shows him and doing his samples, and he's amazing. He sounds just like Michael J. Fox. Wow. But anyway, so that's a fun little game I'm playing. And then the other game I'm recently addicted to is a game called Magica. It just barely came out. came out the 25th, I believe. It's available on Steam, and I think it's on the Xbox indie market, Xbox something. I'm not sure how it came out there, but um, it is way fun. What it is is it's up to four-player co-op. You control four little wizards, and they're very, very stereotypical wizards. You know, the robes, it's a bright color, and you Mm -hmm. can't see their face. It's all black, you know. 
So you just control these little wizards and they have their big old staves. And you just cast crazy, crazy spells. What you have on your keyboard is you have eight keys that represent eight different elements. And you combine them. Like, we're talking, like, Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter combo-type combos. Like, you know, you, you combine, like, Fire, Fire, Earth, Earth, Shield, you know, and do an area of effect attack with that combo. And it does a special kind of spell and that kind of stuff. Nice. And it's insane because... You can damage yourself even if you cast the wrong kind of spell, <laughs> and you can go. You can cast a spell that accidentally heals the opponent. Like you know, anything can happen. All, all the spells are fair game for everyone. Um, but what makes it extra fun is one, and that is co-op. Two, there's no mana, no you know, magic point good. limit or anything. So you can go crazy with your spells. If you find a spell that you can cast and it's really good, you know, knock yourself out. The problem is the better spells require longer combos that are you're more likely to screw up. Right. And so. Now, isn't it's it isn't it four game. player co-op? Yep, up to four players. Because yeah. I he hadn't heard of that game until in the uh, the back room on Smashboards, they were talking about trying to get a group together, and it's they sh showed the trailer. How they mentioned the trailer that it, they've got humor in the game. How is that one as well? Yeah, what what they do is they they take famous lines from various movies and series and make fun of them. The most I've seen are Star Wars lines, and uh, I'm, I can't think of any of the funny ones off the top of my head, but. Um, we have a spammer in the chat. Anyway, mm -hmm. trying to um, do something about it. Yeah, they, uh, they 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 quote Lord of the Rings. They quote um, just various various things from different series, and you recognize them pretty pretty instantly. They're really funny. Um, but as far as dialogue itself goes, what's weird is like they have subtitles, and you have to read the subtitles because the characters when they speak, they speak gibberish. It's kind of like Sims. Like, like the king after making his declaration, yeah. he's like, <laughs> and you're like, what? And you have to read the, the subtitle to see what he's saying. But, yeah, if the back room is making a group, I need to get in on there and join him because you it's totally do. way fun, way fun. And it's $10, so I recommend it to anybody if anyone's curious. If you get it, I will definitely play with you. And, again, like all spells are available to you. Like Casting spells is simply a matter of uh, just knowing the combo. Mm -hmm. So right from the get-go, you could be casting the biggest spell. It's harder to cast, but you can cast it. Nice. And uh, you, what's funny is that, that there's so many spells, so many to keep track of, that it's impossible, that basically you need your friends to specialize. Like, okay, I'll focus on the healing and protective spells. Oh, okay, I'll focus on the fire and the explosive spells, you know, because there's so much you can do. It's really fun. So mm -hmm. if, if people want to check it out, um, how, do, how does one spell Magicka? It's magic, M-A-G-I-C, and then K-A at the end, Magicka. Awesome. So it's Magicka, and you can find it on Steam. So for our Project M guys, I'm sure you've been putting in a lot of time into Project M, and don't worry, we'll get to asking you questions about that soon. Um, but oh my goodness, we just dropped the entire call. Woohoo! I love you, what? Skype. Did I'm pretty right? sure I'm still here. Oh. Yeah, me too. I, it looks like it looks like it, it says said, call in progress for me. It says fine, yeah. Well, I have. There is a problem with this call, and everyone's trying to get back. Anyway, let's try to keep this going and try to keep it to a minimum with all the technical difficulties. Uh, Seamus, hey, is, what are yeah, you? Yeah, is this playing? any better now? Oh, it's fantastic. All right, great. That is perfect. great. What are you playing? Um, so as I said earlier, I am mixed between StarCraft Two and Black Ops. Nice. Um, I was a big StarCraft One fan, so. Um, between my crazy work schedule, I generally try and play it. I just have to throw this Ops, in. But... The recent StarCraft 2 patch offended me greatly. I'm very mad as a Protoss fan. 
<laughs> well, wait, why, why does it piss you off as a Protoss player? I'm a Protoss player, too, so... They uh, they removed the Flux Veins, so Void Rays cannot get faster anymore. Yeah, but the Phoenix change is, is huge, so... Yeah, I like Void Rays. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure everyone here knows StarCraft 2. Um, and Black Ops, I used to play a bunch of Modern Warfare, so... Uh-huh. Now, do you like Black Ops better than Modern Warfare 2? Um... Yeah, just overall, I had joined the Modern Warfare 2 later on because I got a PS3 pretty late, so mm. it was kind of a good sort of fresh start for me. So, um, but overall, I just like the gameplay a bit more. I think like it's a little nicer in that you're not dying quite as fast as. Okay, because I know some people who are like. And also, just the kill streaks. I got gotcha. it. I know some people who like boycott Black Ops at all costs, and <laughs> so it's it's good to hear someone actually like speak somewhat highly of it. Although I personally still think it's overrated. But yeah, it's just that like it's like in Modern Warfare Two, it's just a lot of the kill streaks are just like so crazy powerful that and then they add to your sort of overall kill streak when you use them mm-hmm. that it just makes it kind of a camp fest. And so for this one, because you have to sort of work harder for your kills and then you're not getting so many from your kill streaks, it's just overall better, I think. Okay. Well that's good to know. Um excellent. Anything else you've been playing or is that pretty much it? No, that's, that's pretty much it. I live a pretty busy life usually, so I, I don't have that much time for games anymore, unfortunately. Well, it's good that you fit some of them in. Thank you for sharing. Uh, yep. Strong Bad, what are you playing? Um, as usual, I'm playing both Melee and Project Jam, mm-hmm. of course. Um, lately, I've also been playing a bit of Parappa the Rapper 2. Nice, again, nice. Playing through that game again, because it's so legitimate. And uh, that's about it, really. All right. Now, for those that haven't played Parappa the Rappa, I'm you know only starting to get in some of the PS2 library games myself. I got a lot of catching up to do since I got one, not this last Christmas, but the Christmas before that. Uh, tell some people what are what's what do you like about Parappa the Rappa? Um, I really like the music style. Um, it's very varied, and uh, the gameplay itself is fun too. Uh, you pretty much like press buttons and stuff along with the music, mm-hmm. and um, you're this little character called Parappa, and um, his main theme song is I Gotta Believe, which is awesome. And uh, it goes through a lot of stuff, and a recurring theme in a lot of the songs is food. So like, there's a song about a cooking show, mm-hmm. and the, the, the chicken on the cooking show, which is both ironic and hilarious at the same time, comes out of the TV and sings a song at one point. Nice. So, uh, that's that's essentially what the game is about. It's kind of trippy, but at the same time, it's really fun. All right. Um, we're trying to get Dan Tarion back in the chat. I'm but... in the call. Oh, you what? <laughs> it's yeah. Okay. Well, it is Skype not. Lies. It is not showing me that. The Skype is a lie. So I, I apologize. I guess I'm invisible. There you go. You're, you're ninjaing out of the Skype chat. Ninja wizard. So tell us, Not Ninja. Touching my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, Ninja Dantarian, what are you playing? Well, kind of funny, but I'm not playing Melee, Brawl, or Project M at all. Blasphemous. <laughs> <laughs> but I have been playing a whole lot of Street Fighter. I just went to West Coast Warzone. <laughs> awesome. But the game I'm kind of excited about the most is Arcana Heart 3. Oh, yeah. Um, it just came out in Japan, and you can get it on PS3, because the PS3 version is Region 3, and it's just a way different game than 
most other fighting games in terms of the amount of movement options you have. It's kind of like Smash in the sense that there's lots of ways to move around and there's lots of kind of like combinations of strategies you can use. What's an example of like how it's different? Um, well, Arcana Heart, you pick a character and you pick an Arcana. And depending on which Arcana you choose, you get um, a couple of special moves, a super move, and then a couple of passive abilities. For example, if you pick the Wind Arcana, you get like a boomerang projectile, a little wind projectile that launches the opponent up in the air, and your character will get an extra action in the air. So you'll be able to jump three times or air dash twice, which kind of changes the playstyle of any character you decide to use the wind arcana with. So right. um, you can kind of use the arcana to counterfeit your opponent. You can um, use it to make a character kind of balanced out for your playstyle. For example, you could choose a character that doesn't have a projectile, but then choose an arcana with a good projectile, and it kind of balances out the way nice. you want to play the game. Well, that does sound really interesting. Uh, do you know if it's going to have a North American release at all? I'm not too familiar with the series. So. I, I really don't think so. Um, the first Arcana Heart had a release on PS2 okay. in, in America, and I'm not sure it really did so well. I, I don't have the sales numbers on me or anything like that, but... The second Arcana Heart was released in Japan on PS2, but the port was horrible, and it wasn't released in America either. Um, I haven't heard anything about the third one being released in America. I know a lot of people have imported the PS3 version already because they've kind of given up on the idea of coming to America. But if it does, I would like to see people try it out. I mean, the only thing that makes people not want to try it out is the fact that all the characters are pretty much little girls. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Well, thank you guys very much for sh and I get to talk about what I've been playing. I am stalling and waiting for Marvel vs. Capcom 3. I'm super super excited about that game. I, you know, have that you know you're excited about a video game, true story, when if you have a Twitter, if you do, you know, the hashtag and then the game, in this case hashtag #MVC3 and you check that all the time. So you, you know you, you know you're really looking forward to a game when that happens. So that is the case for me in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. As a we'll talk about that later since the roster's official and all that. Um, but what I am playing, I played Mass Effect 2 on the last episode, and I just played a bunch of Mass Effect to try to get a new character going. Very excited for Mass Effect 3 later in the year. Um, Mass Effect is kind of game buzz. You still have to play Mass Effect. I'm going to hold you to that. I know. I, I have no excuse anymore because I'm getting paychecks now. <laughs> well, exactly. And both, you know, one and two should be about, what, 20 bucks on yeah, Steam or something I, like that? I really, w I really will. I need to get that game and play it and put on my long list of games I haven't played. You will love it. I've never heard, like, a bad thing about Mass Effect. Although, it, it's kind of interesting when you go and play a really successful sequel like Mass Effect 2 is, and that improves on the first game in every way. And then you go back and play the original, and you're like... This is good, but by comparison, like, it kind of sucks and I hate it. Like, the cover system, for example, is so much better in Mass Effect 2 because they're using the Unreal Engine, which is kind of, you know, designed for that kind of thing. Um, the combat is way better as well. Um, just a lot of things that, you know... And then also the inventory system in Mass Effect. So glad they got rid of that in 2. Um... So, but you know, it is worth it to play the first one first so you can you know import your character to Mass Effect 2. Um, that is absolutely worth it. Um, 
You what, said it was uh, twenty bucks on Steam for both. I think no, no, each of them are twenty bucks. So oh, each is twenty. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. that Aww. Was, yeah, man, it's significantly it's more money. Yeah, <laughs> and it's one hundred percent more money than what I thought. No, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I'll work on that. I'm sad because I uh, I didn't get anything for Steam Christmas this year mm-hmm. or last year, I guess technically. Um, there was a bunch of sales, but I just I was so I was, all the moving and stuff I was doing, I had no money. <laughs> so. Uh-huh. It was probably cheaper than I could could have grabbed it then, but oh well. Um, oh my goodness! Someone actually says Yoko Karama in the chat. Props to you, Aeon Rose. That is how I got my name. Anyway, I'm sorry, I I got distracted. Um, so, so that is that is what you know what we've been playing. Um, we'll talk more about you know video games after we ask these guys interview questions. Thank you guys for being here for on behalf of Project M. We've got 118 people listening live. Thank you all. Um, that, that is really fantastic. Um, first question I wanted to ask you regarding Project M. I, I don't care who answers first or whatever. Basically tell people that don't know what is Project M, what's kind of its history behind it, and why was it created? Alright, sure. I'll probably take a stab at this. All right. So, um, Everyone listening, this is Janice here. Um, so Project M was started, uh, if you're sort of following the hacking scene, um, for a, a while there, I was um, leading or participating in the Brawl Plus project. And then after um, college for me, I just didn't really have that much time for Smash anymore. So I had an interest in just sort of furthering the hacking scene. So I had an idea. I was a Melee Falco player, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to try and just bring Melee Falco into Brawl. And from there, uh, I sort of just started experimenting, figuring out how to build in just a melee air dodge, build in his shine, uh, sort of just everything along those lines. And uh, as the project sort of picked up pace, um, as I made progress, I was sort of talking with Dan Tarion, um, Shell, Camel, and a few others. Mm-hmm. And we, um, through Dan Tarion's help, we actually uh, created a system for making some sort of global clothes. And that was kind of how Project M was born and that we started to realize that we wanted to bring sort of a, a melee uh, evolvement into Smash, uh, into Brawl in particular. And um, from there, it just really started to rapidly grow. I mean, we worked on it for a few months, I don't know, a little over a year ago. And then actually about a year ago today is when we sort of released the idea that we were working on this to the public. Oh, cool. So it's been sort of a long time coming and that we were sort of making uh, what we would call it a true sequel to Melee, where it's got you know a lot of fast technical gameplay. Uh, it's not going to be you know a one-to-one you know Melee identical project, but you know the top tiers will play you know fairly now, I guess to how it did before. Awesome. Uh, and Taryn or Strongbed, do you want to jump, jump in? Um, yeah, I guess I'll say my part. Um, for me, it kind of started out as something where. Um, we couldn't. We weren't going to make a lot of these kind of extreme sweeping changes to Brawl Plus. So we just kind of went and said, "Oh, what can we do to, like, is it possible for us to make a melee air dodge and things like that?" And then eventually, we ended up figuring out that we could kind of make the game the way we wanted it to be. And like every single, I would say every single week or every single two weeks, we make some kind of breakthrough where something we thought was impossible becomes possible and ends up changing the way we think about our projects. Fantastic. Uh, Strong Bad, anything on your end? Um, I kind of started as a playtester because of this video. 
of me versus Mango, and I was using Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. and I pretty much comboed him to death with this ridiculous up B edge guard, and um, that that's that's apparently the reason why I was added to the back room, um, <laughs> and eventually that I I ended up taking a much bigger role in the, in the project than just a playtester because I ended up learning some basic character changing and um, I helped Dantarian a lot with the website. All right. Now, you absolutely need the website. The website, as we well know, is very important to, to developing that along. Um, Buzz, you want to ask them the next question? What is the next question? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. You've been at this for a long time. You got your outline. Oh, hacks. Um... Hang on, I've actually lost where we were. <laughs> I'll ask the next one then. Um, I wanted to ask, you know, you know, obviously you're making a lot of sweeping changes to Brawl to turn it into Project M. So what are some of the what are some of the uh, the main technical elements that are being implemented? Uh, the short answer would be everything. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, I mean, we're we're really just trying to add anything sort of as we sort of expand the engine and, and really learn more of the ins and outs. Um, I mean, obviously the first one we talked about was an alien air dodge. That was sort of our starting point of just seeing, you know, what we could do. And then from there, obviously we wanted, so there were some old codes for it way back when, or um, a coder named Phantom Wings who made a lot of the work that we do now yeah, possible. Phantom Wings. Yeah, he made a lot of the sort of the interesting, mm-hmm. you know, file patch code, which lets you load different, you know, files when you're booting. So for all those texture hackers out there and all the, Mm-hmm. And so his his work sort of paved the way, and he had an old melee air dodge code that had a lot of shortcomings. And so our first our first point was just you know figuring out how to make it you know feel like melee in terms of you know its movement, have it so it has sort of lag on the ground, um, and just everything about that so you can sort of use it how you did before. But then from there we expanded upon you know bring back L canceling, um, and we try to make this a little bit more uh, focused on so that a new user could really learn the technique. So we've added some sort of confirmation graphics to it. So when you do it properly, your character flashes. So oh, nice. it would be a little bit easier for when, you know, you're picking up the game. Uh, then we're sort of, you know, adding in sort of all the other melee techs as well. So we have some more options for, say, jab resets. We're working on crouch canceling. Um, uh, I mean, anything you can really think of, we're, we're adding in. So we've got a good 40 or 50 new codes that we've added in. So. Wow. Um, yeah, um, one thing I think is kind of interesting about um, how we work in the project is um, when we were working on getting the melee characters working exactly like melee characters, at first we were doing all this crazy stuff like um, measuring how like how many frames it took a character to fall in melee and then adjusting the physics numbers in Brawl to try to get to match. Mm-hmm. And it was working, but it was just taking forever and it was requiring people to have like a melee setup and a brawl set just to get these spoofs right. Yeah, it and, took at least um, like three hours for a character and it wasn't right. 100% accurate. And even though they felt really melee like, it wasn't exactly perfect. Yeah, so what we ended up doing is we just took the files off the melee disk and we ended up figuring out for the file format. Um, I can't remember who it was. Was it Magus who figured out the hitbox format? Yeah, yep. it was Magus, definitely. Yeah. Well, we figured out the hitbox format, and I ended up figuring out the rest of the format of Melee's files, and we found out that 
the system that Melee used for hitboxes and physics and things like that almost ports directly to Brawl. Like the, the game engine of Melee and the game engine of Brawl are so similar that the physics numbers port right over the the, um, the hitbox angles and damages and stuff port right over. So that gave us a big head start on making all the melee characters. So they didn't do any rescaling for Brawl at all? Well, there's some. I think we had to change the um, like the coordinate format. We had to find like a conversion factor. Yeah, there but, was a definite conversion factor. Like, and, so if you guys were to like compare like Link and Melee and Link and Brawl, was there, were, his num- were his numbers very similar, or were they like all moved up fifty percent, or like you know, or were they really were they really that similar? Is I guess what I'm asking. A lot of the moves were like. Say that one more time. A lot of the moves were built exactly the same, like the same hitboxes kind of attached to the same places, it's just a little different numbers here and there. So That's after we really cool. figured that out, it pretty much made us like, instead of us being like, oh, what numbers do we put in to make like Mars 4 Air act like Mars 4 Air, it was just like, oh, if we want Mars 4 Air to be melee 4 Air, we just have it. We don't have to do any guesses. Just take the numbers directly so you don't have to guess. That's really good. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. Accelerated all of the melee characters, pretty much being mostly done, and then we just had to work on global codes and the brawl characters and making them fit in. And of course, the uh, lower tier melee characters, there's yeah, there wouldn't be a point in mm-hmm. keeping them horrible. So yeah, there's well, still that, work, work to do on that. Yeah, that's, that's that actually segues into the next point, and I was I was. I'll bring that up right now. Is that were there any significant gameplay debates that have gone on internally, and how were those resolved? And I'm now interested in that question specifically because you just said you had raw data. So was there anything to argue about? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's there's always been a lot of active discussion between the group on you know who does what and um, you know how much we should really buff a character. And I think that our general consensus that came about, you know, we didn't want to take any of the real top tier characters in melee and make them worse because they're kind of you know the pinnacle of what we were trying to achieve and so the overall goal is that i mean while we had some debate on it is that we accepted the fact that we wanted to bring up all the other characters to their level so you know we wanted you know bowser to you know be a formidable opponent rather than making fox a lot weaker so it was it was kind of giving us a lot more room for inspiration and you know you know overall design so um, we, we, we definitely don't take just, you know, the hard-coded values for those characters. We definitely have a lot of room for improvement. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, we have all the tools available to really alter them in however way we want. So so the question then becomes, how do you make them all even but still viable? It requires a lot of playtesting, and I, I think most of us don't feel we'll, we'll be able to do that until we actually have more public playtesting mm-hmm. available. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I yeah, mean, just the man hours thing. would be exponentially increased you know yeah so um for the second part of the question how did you guys settle any disputes like that like was it just a voting system or is it just a discuss it till it's agreed upon or what typically we would discuss it for a while until both sides had a a viable time to make their points and Mm -hmm. then we would go into a voting system and majority rules yeah, and, and yeah. usually, I mean, the great thing about this team, too, is because a lot of people are fairly passionate about um, the project was uh, most most of the time our visions were fairly aligned. And yeah. while we would have a fair amount of debate here and there, 
usually it was kind of accepted that this is where we want to go, but it's more a matter of, you know, do we change their forward air a little bit? Do we change their down air? I mean, and that was where there was sort of a bit more room for inspiration to sort of really toying and tinkering Mm. with things to really find what works best. So Yeah, um, there's definitely a lot of ideas that people had where it was like someone had an idea and we were like, well, we don't know how that's going to work. And then they would take a while and they would implement the idea and then give us like a test build of um, whatever it is they were trying to implement. And then we tried it out and if people liked it, we kind of toyed with it, kept it in. If people didn't like it, we threw it away. Um, there's some characters where uh, one or two people just had a bunch of ideas, implemented all of them, and it ended up turning out really great. Uh, I think that Snake and Bowser specifically were two yeah. ideas that when when I heard them, I was like, no, that, that sounds dumb, you know. Taking away one of Snake's grenades, you know, that just doesn't sound right to me. Right. But then when I actually sat down and played it, it's like, oh man, this this works. People may not like it. Like, um, you change things up to so that the move kind of makes sense now. Because <laughs> you had certainly did before. <laughs> the silly yeah, kick. In terms of animation and hitbox, it now makes sense. And some people who play Snake are going to be like, oh, what? I missed that up to it. Well, you know, at some point we just have to say, look, it, it works. Deal with it. And that's one thing I think the project's going to have. Like, um, it's always going to have people who say that we changed it wrong. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it's kind of like our project to change however we want. And we believe that the changes we're making are going to make it to a be- into a better game. Yeah. And yeah, we don't make a change that we don't feel is justified either. And uh, typically, there's a lot of playtesting and discussion that goes behind each tiny little change. So um, I don't really think that any of our changes are unwarranted or unjustified at all. Yeah, and and to jump in on that point, I mean, I feel like um, when, when we're designing these characters, we don't want them to be, you know, a simple, you know, just, you know, Throughout strategy, moves. just forward air, forward air, forward air, forward air, and... Snake is a prime prime example of that, where he's got a high learning curve and a lot of strategy behind it. So for those for those of you who aren't you know really involved or been paying attention to the project, it's we've changed Snake's overall gameplay to be more mine and C four centric. So mm. he uses a lot of you know his combos where he could use forward tilt, which has a bit more hit lag, to you know better connect for a sticky, which is a lot faster. So he can be using specific moves to stick an opponent with C4 and then, you know, finish combos with it as well. And so he's got a lot of sort of small technical components and learning how to sort of place his minds around for a lot of stage control. And so his gameplay is a lot different than Brawl, but it's very technical, it's very fast, and it's uh, very exciting to watch as well. So it adds that sort of fun uh, aspect from Melee where it's, you know, very intense, very fast-paced, and very technical. And his gameplay is very heavily mentally based. I mean... Some characters you can just be technical and be okay, but uh, characters such as Captain Falcon, it, it really is focused on reading and knowing or predicting what your opponent's going to do, and that's kind of what Snake is about. No, it's great that you guys are so passionate about it. You know, it sounds like you really know what you're doing, which actually, again, it segues really nice in the next question because good old Sakurai, or M Dog, <laughs> as we love to call him, on a technical standpoint, one could argue that he didn't really know what he was doing because he was trying to not make things competitive and he had balance involved with items in mind and all that. So how does one balance for Project Melee? 
that that's a definitely a difficult question for us that we've but with, with, with that end vision in mind where we want to bring everyone up to that sort of top tier level i mean the, the good part behind us is that we have a lot of people who are excited about this project and who sort of volunteer to help and so um as we've been designing characters we can obviously tell from the get-go you know what's too much or too little but we have a great group of people who have been helping us test so just to give ideas, you know, we have um, Magus, who first off is, you know, sort of the melee sort of king of data. And so he's, um, <laughs> you know, given us a lot of great insights into, you know, how how specific characters performed before and their changes now in terms of sort of frame-based, uh, you know, measuring just, you know, what works and what doesn't. But then we have great playtesters like um, Sneak, Cuba's Death, DBR. I mean, we have a lot of people all around the world. And so between them and our work and just, you know, using a lot of different analogs, we've really been able to make characters that we think play well, play, you know, fairly balanced and just overall are all sort of very viable cast. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I mean, it, it does oh, sound like a shout out to JC's there as well because he's, you know, the man. So uh-huh. he does <laughs> do a lot of like hitbox uh, porting and uh, making actually. And uh, he did a lot of work on characters like Game and Watch and Mario, so it's pretty. I, I guess I would I would supplement the question with, what is your philosophy for balancing? Like, is it just a simple matter of everyone can win, or everyone has viable strategies, or everyone has viable weaknesses, or what, um, what's the driving force? Our goal is to where the worst matchups are like sixty five thirty five or sixty forty, and to where it's really based on the player rather than the matchup. As long as both players understand the matchup, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. We don't. Yeah, we don't they... want any Pichus. You know. I mean, as much as we love Pichu, we don't want any Pichus. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's just we. We really want characters to be able to all perform, and we. We don't want a tournament where there's only going to be you know three or four characters played. We. We want you know to see diversity and um, really just make everything you know as viable as possible. Yeah, the game's not going to be balanced perfectly. There's still going to be some kind of tier system that people feel like making one. But if the bottom tier characters actually can beat the top tier characters sometimes, then I think we've achieved our goal of making it balanced enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you're not going to get away from tiers, of course. But, you know, to have it be closer than, you know, Meta Knight and everyone else would absolutely be <laughs> well worth it. It's a pretty good summary of Brawl right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, um, but I, bal- there are some fighting games that are balanced really well, like Super Street Fighter 4 or mm-hmm. uh, Guilty Gear. The, both of those series have managed to balance their games really well, and uh, we, that's kind of our goal to where even like the worst char in the game can still perform very well at top-level play. Good. I mean, that, that's a really good standard to have. Now, obviously, when you, you pitch this idea, I'm sure, you know, communities like GameFAQs or maybe even NeoGAF, whatever, I'm sure so many people are just going to say, well, why don't you just play Melee? Why are, why are you doing this to Brawl? That, that you... is the most famous line yeah. ever right there. Why, why, it, why don't you play Melee? What about Brawl Plus? Melee? I like my, my V-Brawl. Brawl Minus. How do you res- how do you guys all respond to that kind of criticism? Um, my favorite response is a picture from Sakurai's Smash Bros. site of the the newcomers, <laughs> and I just and that's that's the entire post. Personally, yeah, I think it's kind of one of those things where people feel like the fact that we're making Project M means that 
we're trying to change the way they play their own game. Like I remember seeing on Kotaku, there are some people posting like oh, you know, right. no fun allowed and things like that. And it's like, well, you know, if you if you want to sit down and you want to play brawl and you, you want to pick, you know, everyone pick Captain Falcon and spam Falcon Punch. You know, we're not stopping you. We're not we're not stopping anyone's fun. What we're trying to do is we're trying to make a game for the people who want to play this competitively. Mm-hmm. You know, who are who are tired of the things in brawl that make it kind of unfun competitively. I mean, I, I remember going to ball tournaments where grand finals would happen and no one would watch. It would be a, it would be like a Meta Knight ditto and it would happen and, you know, people wouldn't even, you'd ask people who won, they'd say, oh, they didn't even bother watching grand finals. I was like, man, you know, what's wrong with the game when yeah. people don't want to watch the, the best players play? Oh, that's very true. I, did, I forgot you, got, you guys did have a Kotaku feature. Is... Yeah, I was I was actually very surprised to see the comments in that article because generally speaking, the instant you step outside the Smash community, like the you know kind of the inner Smash community, it goes pretty you know strong casual, and people are just like you know oh competitive players are so stupid. But yeah, I was actually very game. surprised to see in the comments how actually very balanced it was, and, and I don't know if that was just a mass of Smash boarders going to defend us or just normal people, but I, a lot of them were like, you know, hey, there's nothing wrong with this, but what if people want to play with the Melee style but with the full roster? I think it's a great project. And only a few people were just like, brah, go play Melee, or brah, stay out. <laughs> it's not competitive, or whatever. It was actually surprisingly balanced in the comments. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of that is kind of around people starting to accept the idea that the new characters can add a lot to the game as well, sort of the changed lower-tier cast, so... I mean, a lot of people started to get excited when they see the new Snake uh, gameplay, new Sonic gameplay, Wario, I mean, you name it, all those other characters. And uh, there were definitely a lot of new faces that we saw in those posts that started to show the support of people coming out from the woodworks to understand that idea that mm-hmm. there's more to this. And it's it's not just going to be a melee clone. It's going to be something that's got a lot of new flavors to it with all these new characters and new changes. So, um, so hopefully people will see that value and recognize it. Although man, so, I gotta say so the Go Nintendo comments were trash. Yeah, those <laughs> yes, were. Yes, they were. So many. I didn't see those ones. Oh gosh, I don't just don't reading that. They is were that like, where all the haters went? That is where all Mostly. the haters went. Yeah. I I kind of stopped uh, reading new comments after like the first two days. Mm-hmm. Just, I, just, I was just like sick of it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, it was just not good. No, I mean. Project M, like I, I've tried Brawl, Brawl Plus, I've tried Brawl Minus. I, I gotta say to you guys, Brawl, our goodness, Brawl, Project M, is definitely like the first Smash, you know, hacking thing I'm actually legitimately excited for since Brawl. So, really, keep up the great work. Don't just block out the haters. You keep doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Now, uh, one of our our last questions before we get into you know four or so you know questions from your fans. Um, are there any characters that are close to completion, maybe even ready for a reveal, that you want to give us an insight on, or maybe even any, uh, if you don't want to, any fan favorites that are are wanted amongst fans? Um, the fourteen demo characters um, that we've put a list up on the website are very close to completion, and um, after the demos release, there will be only very minor changes to them. Um, but outside of those, that, there are some char- There are still some characters that have received some polish, but um, they we don't feel that we've playtested enough 
to be able to release them. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane, as for Dantarian, you want to add anything? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot of characters that be... We, we had a hard time deciding who would be our 14 demo characters, which, which obviously means that we had some that we felt were obviously more ready than others, aside from the 14 that we had included. I mean, we've got a lot of great changes around um, Wario. That I, I mean, he's not quite where we want him to be yet, but he's sort of Wario Land-inspired moveset. So, um, and then we have Bowser, who's, you know, sort of this heavy tanking character now, who's just, I think a lot of people are very excited about Mm -hmm. to see him playing at this level where he's got sort of these narrow windows of super armor on a lot of his attacks, um, that really just make him a a foe to be reckoned with. So, um, and there's a few others too, like Rob and several others that just have these great movesets that, you know, we're, we're very happy with. We're just doing some final touches on before we say they're, they're truthfully ready. Um, I guess the only thing I can add is right now, if you go to the Project M website, you go to the characters page, there's a question mark. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Who is it? Who is it? It's a question mark. It's question mark confirmed for Project oh, yeah, M. The question, you control the question, the question mark, mark is not for random. Throw its dot at people or... <laughs> It can ask it. condescending questions and make your opponent <laughs> feel bad, and uh, et cetera. We're working on that move set right there. <laughs> Sounds great. I'm going to main the question mark. <laughs> hey, man, it's called maining random in Brawl, but it's going to be better in Project M. Because the question mark will be actually be a viable character. For sure. Awesome. You don't have true. a 139th Quite chance funny. of getting Meta Knight. Well, before we get into these fan questions for you guys, give your website a plug. Absolutely, please do. I think Dantarian and Strongbad have the honors of saying that. So, <laughs> Okay, um, our website is projectm.smashmods.com. And there's news there. There's an about that gives you a summary of the, uh, the project. There's links to our IRC chat and links to the forums. There's a list of... All of the um, all the codes that we have we've made. There's little descriptions of what each one does, and there's a couple of videos that show off the exact changes. Um, we got character profiles for each character that demonstrate, like, kind of give a summary of our goal when we change them, and any new techniques or new abilities they have in Project M that they didn't have in Brawl or Melee, and um, we're going to be adding some more stuff on there. We're going to try to get some of like, a video archive so you can go yeah. and view videos of Project M and search by character and all kinds of things. Because uh, one thing that I think is going to be interesting is for a lot of these characters that are that were low tier and brawl and melee, they're going to play completely differently than they've ever played before. So we're going to see a whole lot of new play styles and it's going to be interesting to see if any of these characters that the Project M team kind of made themselves turn out to be better than the melee high tiers. I think there's a few characters that have a chance of being like that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I agree with Dantarian there. And uh, as far as the character profiles go, um, not all of them are finished yet. Uh, we've had we've had to work on the game itself occasionally too, but um, there are three character profiles that are not up yet but uh keep checking back they will be up before the demo is released very cool project Hopefully M- faster than when sakurai posted them on his dojo <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness 
Well, yes, projectm.smashmods.com. Go there. Go there now. But keep listening. And I just want to remind everyone to keep checking um, because, obviously, at some point in the near future, we are going to put an official release date out. Ooh. Not quite ready to tell you that yet, but okay. we are guaranteeing it is before Pound 5 because we have our first official tournament that is happening at Pound 5 right. um, run by, obviously, Plank, Jay Caesar, and Strong Bad, who will all be uh-huh. there. So when definitely is pound, keep pound, your eyes peeled. Yeah, pound five. Pound is five that, is uh, February nineteenth through twenty first, mm-hmm. and um, I'm very excited for it. And I hope to see any of you listeners who will be there. And that is in Arlington, Virginia. Yeah. Yep. All right. Do you have an RSS feed? Do we? Um, no, but we might once I finish the news portion of the website. So. Or shame. maybe something to look forward to. That means I have to actually visit the site to check it. God. <laughs> you just wanted to put it on your I'll rock belt, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, goodness. Well, we got a few questions here. I'll definitely work on that. It's... All right. Uh, we're going to start posting more news and stuff in the future. So I'm definitely going to change the way the news page looks so you can see all the past and present articles. Good stuff. All right, so our first of four fan questions comes from Cyberlink420. He says, do you think that there's a risk of hacks becoming so complex that hardware or software limitations could potentially end up holding back future developments? Yes. Um, (laughs) I don't think so. I mean, right now I would say that Project M is the most complicated, like technically, like the most complicated technical hack of any current console game ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have literally taken apart almost every single inch of every file on the disk. Like, um, the game uses a scripting system to uh, do all the hitboxes and stuff with the characters. With that figured out, we have almost all of the game's assembly loaded up and like, just going through it and figuring everything out. We can do almost every single thing we aim to do and it's not really taking us long to do things now and we're constantly all. making breakthroughs right right like um it will someone will just mention something and honestly right now it might be it might take maybe 15 minutes to do it might take three weeks to do we have a couple of problems or well, not really problems but a couple of codes we've wanted to make for a very long time and it's kind of hard to say that, oh, you know, technical limitations are preventing Project M from being as good as it can be because, you know, we could make those breakthroughs tomorrow. We could make them a week from now. It's really not really something we can put on a timetable. But I don't think that um, it's going to slow down the project or stop the project, definitely not. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing you need to play Project M is an SD card and a copy of the game. So no matter how complicated the actual development is for the end user, they're going to be able to play it as long as they have an SD card and a copy of the game. Preferably a 2 gigabyte or smaller SD card that isn't SDHC. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, let me, let me change what I just said. You can have a 2 gigabyte or, or smaller SD card, or you can have any USB device that's larger than, I think, I guess I would say 512 megabytes. As long as you have a USB drive that much space, you can play it as well. As long as you have a copy of the game, that's good. You don't know. even need uh, you don't even need an SD card. That's handy. Mm-hmm. 
So and, yeah, and just for other it. players who are interested or might be skeptical on hacking their Wii's, um, it will come with a feature. So this is available for other other mods as well. But you don't need to hack your Wii to play. Awesome. So you could just have an SD card, and you can be playing Project M with no problem. So that is fantastic. That's a really smart yeah. idea. No permanent modification of your Wii is required. Mm-hmm. But you think that no warranty? You think that Project M is pretty much stretching the limits to how far the Wii can go as far as hacking goes, right? Um, yeah. I'm not sure about that. I mean. I wouldn't say it's pushing the limit, but I wouldn't say that there's other people trying to push the limit. I mean, I know that Phantom I think Wings the Galaxy hacking working on, Yeah, Phantom Wings is working on a Super Mario Galaxy editor, but other than that, I don't see too many um, large hacking projects anymore. I mean, there's the Revolution guys who are working on the Tales of Races translation. Mm-hmm. But I believe they've moved to kind of working on the PS3 a little bit more than the Wii now. Interesting. So I don't, I'm don't. i not sure there's any other large hacking teams working on the Wii anymore because um, like Team Tweezers and all those people, they've been working on the PlayStation 3, the DSi, you know, they're done with the Wii. Hmm. And then who yeah, like it when game creators just put out tools to make stuff. It's like, fans want it, don't deny it. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, just to put things in perspective, I mean, but what, what Brawl has available, I mean, first, Phantom Wings created uh, Project Smash Attack, so PSA. I mean, you can just edit any character's movesets yeah. uh, fairly quickly. And then there's Kryl, who, and, and Vero, and Dantarian, and others who helped make Brawl Box, where you can edit all their animations, stages, everything like that. Um, OSA2 for viewing all sort of complex game files, these module editors. Um, I mean, it's just that we, we really have simplified tools that can really be very powerful when you give it in the right hands. So it's just that there's so much level of sort of professional tools that we have now that lets us make the project the way we do. And if I would be so so bold as to quote the dojo, you really have thought of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think one thing that a lot of people would find interesting about the way we've been working on all this, almost all of the information that we've collected in order to make Project M is actually public. It's just that it's technical stuff on Smashboard's forum. Uh, it's on the Open Essay Wiki, and you can pretty much read about how Brawl's game engine works. And as a person who's studying to be a game developer, it's really interesting to me how similar Brawl and Melee are, and how simple Brawl's coding actually is. Huh. I'll have to go check that out. <laughs> Absolutely. It makes you think, like, why do they take so long to keep delaying it, keep delaying it? Anyway, our next question comes from Monk Unit. What Brawl character has been the easiest so far to transition into a melee environment, and what changes were made to said Brawl character? Why is he asking questions? He's on the team. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Monk Unit, what are you doing? But oh, to but. answer that question for everyone else, I think Sonic is the yeah. easiest yeah. example. I was going to say Sonic. <laughs> like um, in my eyes, melee is all about having lots of movement options, like move around the stage however you want. And Brawl Sonic already kind of had that. There's so many moves that can cancel into aerial, and the moves that you can use to pretty much trick your opponent by running back and forth. But Sonic just couldn't hit or kill in Brawl, and that changed as soon as all the other characters were placed in like melee physics with you know no air dodge on a tumble and things like that. It's like all of a sudden Sonic just became good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was just a lot of the engine improvements in general that, I mean, some, some people would think of in Brawl, Sonic's kind of unwieldy. Um, but, you know, once you start adding in just simple things like dash canceling, you know, wave dashing, just a few things here and there, all of a sudden his, his options just exploded. And Heck, he even dash quickly... dancing gave him so many new options yeah. as far as um, movement options. And just the game engine itself is, it just kind of worked to make Sonic good that's really yeah, i mean we, we, we tweaked a lot of his his one of the things i remember from uh gimpy fish going to the do the brawl demo the first tech demo he mentioned how uh sonic had like an epically huge and awesome dash dance and then they took it out <laughs> before release so yeah that's right yeah what he'd probably it? be the one to appreciate that the most if he could get his hands on it well, just wait till you see Sonic's moonwalk. Uh, oh, that's, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, man. that's another thing that's interesting. The way Brawl is built, Sonic there's Jackson. a whole lot of values and stuff that they could have been tweaking up until release. And a lot of that just kind of re-enabled a lot of the, the melee techniques and stuff. Like, Brawl and melee aren't that different. And that's why we've been able to make Project M what it is. Very, very interesting. Yeah, it's yeah, I mean, very interesting how that happens when you think of all the differences between Brawl and Melee, but at the core, they really do work very similarly. Yeah, like, are yeah. we using the same amount of hit stun that Melee has? Yes. Yeah. That I mean, was the same the, amount of hit stun that normal Brawl has. Yeah. Outside of hit stun canceling, that is. Right. Um, and, and just to give an example of Dash Dancing while we're talking about it, I mean, uh, it was clearly sort of a change that could be done last minute where to re-enable just melee-style dash dancing. It's just actually a one-line code in the game. So, uh, wow. Just, um, oh, it, it's just that simple. Oh, that makes me, like, facepalm inside. <laughs> <laughs> makes me facepalm on the outside. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's actually a lot of our codes that are literally one line. And it just makes the game instantly more awesome. That's, like, one decision that's gone wrong. Like, like tripping. I'm sure tripping is, like, one line, too. Isn't it two lines? I think it might be one line. Uh-oh, double the trouble. <laughs> Uh-oh, double the trouble. Well, like, they have a lot of interesting things that you kind of question. So I'm, I'm not sure if you know about but there's a specific frame when you jump where you can't do any inputs in Brawl. Mm-hmm. Um, they just It's just two lines of code that they didn't have to include whatsoever, but it just oh. instantly makes any sort of frame-perfect options not possible. And so just things like that where you just remove them in one or two lines each time are, are sort of spattered throughout the coding in Brawl. So it's and, kind and, of at times. Yeah, and Shane has managed to fix that one with three lines of after compiling code. So it's pretty awesome how mm. people like Shane and Nantarian are able to do that. And I'm just like nowhere near that level. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Our next question that we've got comes from Demon Oni. With the demo being released soon, what are the Project M backrooms plans for reintroducing the characters not including in the uh, excuse me, not included in the demo? They only want to release characters that they feel are completed, I understand, but does that mean we will be getting groups of them in for the demo later on or just have to wait until the final release? So basically I think if we want to simplify that, it's like are you guys going to scatter characters after the demo until release or is it going to be demo and then release? I, I think it's pretty obvious that we're probably going to do just demo and then release. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're pretty far along where I think people sort of look at the number of cast and in the demo and think that we've only done 14 characters and no one else has been worked on. Whereas 
it's it's a lot more widespread than that, and it's just a matter of they weren't quite to the level of polish we yeah. wanted yet. Just fourteen yeah. characters are ready. Yeah. Yeah. How many? Yeah, characters it's fourteen characters. We were half, are, very happy. Um, which characters are left that we actually have to do a lot of work on? Isn't it mostly like ice climbers? Ivysaur. Yeah. Olimar. Just a, just a few there's only Olimar. a couple of characters, and with those characters, like the problem we have with ice climbers is that. It's kind of hard to edit their file because their file contains hitboxes for two characters. Mm-hmm. And we also kind of don't have a good idea of what to do with them. Because um, there's a lot of things we could do with Ice Climbers, like, but we also want to make Ice Climbers play like Ice Climbers still. It's just that we don't want to have like the really, really easy alternate grabs and things like that. And Olimar is kind of the same way where his file is kind of weird. So the changes we make to them, we have to kind of think harder about. Interesting. Do you guys have a number of characters that you have set yet, or do you not want to disclose that at this time? What, what do you mean by set? I mean, are it like finalized? or? Do you have an idea for total number of characters that will be playable in the final version of Project uh, M? Um, oh, everyone plus question mark. Everyone <laughs> yeah, plus everyone plus question mark is definitely in... So brawl characters and melee characters. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. oh well, I don't know well. about that one. <laughs> uh, we may or may not be adding Doctor Mario, but uh, mm. as far as some of the others, question mark is. Yeah, question, question marks mark. in. Question mark is definitely in. Oh, so Doctor Mario is the question mark. You've given no. it away. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, fans. I tried. I tried. <laughs> Uh, last fan question for Project Melee comes from MK26. Are you? Af- this is a really good question. I'm kind of glad they asked one. Are you afraid Wait, that isn't coders? Isn't he also on the team? Was that? Isn't he also on the team? Master yeah. 26. He's not in the back room anymore, and he hasn't been for a while. Hmm. Oh, yeah. he was though. Yeah, he was. Yeah, for a while. He <laughs> became inactive. You guys are your own biggest fan. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> he says, are, are you afraid that coders will repurpose the Project Melee demos codes or files and upload bootleg mods of Project M as is oh. being done with Brawl Plus? Do you well, think that this is not released? Do you think that not releasing a text file of the code set is enough of a deterrent? Um, well, we not really. Anything. I don't actually care anymore. It's kind of like I did the work like other people did work we know who did the work other people can easily just like oh take the stuff and copy and paste it but honestly i don't think anyone will ever take apart the project m files and really figure out everything that makes everything work well and i think your guys biggest deterrent is having a website that that alone gives it a home mm-hmm. and gives it like credibility because that's what like for example a lot of the the we hacks will do they say, you know, if you got this from anywhere else, you know it's not the real thing, you know, just, and you should never pay for it anywhere else. You should get it here and you should get it free all the time. And right. So that, yeah. That and one is big enough to turn, in my mind. Well, and also, just that. A, oh, go um, ahead, Dan. If someone, if someone randomly posts, like, their own code set, it doesn't really pick up. I mean, we've had people, we've seen, like, other people attempt to make their own kind of projects. Mm hmm. But what happens is, unless you have a bunch of people who kind of know what they're doing and like a large enough group to the point where people expect it to be good, then people really aren't going to be interested about it. So if someone made, you know, um, 
a project in the file without wave dashing, it's like, you know, if someone really wants that, they'll play it, but most people are just going to get the real thing from us. And uh, something that I've really liked about some posters is that uh, there have been some leaks, but some posters have been said that they're just going to wait for the demo because if a leak wasn't released by us, then we don't feel it's ready. And some posters understand that they're just going to wait for the demo because it'll just be that much better when they do play it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and to add sort of more points to it also, it's just that a lot of our files and codes, just they're, they're very intermingled, whereas a lot of sort of the older sets would just be a simple you know, 20 or 30 line code that you could add into any text file and then it would magically be working. But because a lot of our stuff are sort of very innovative, um, like for example, moonwalking, um, every single character's file requires several changes to it to actually work with the code. So unless you've got sort of a fairly intimate knowledge of how they work, it's fairly difficult to have your own homebrewed homebrewed version. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure if anyone tries it, the game will just crash randomly. <laughs> yeah, so it, it it's going to be difficult for a lot of people, and it's just that, I mean, and, and and speaking about sort of just progress and people, you know, worried about making their own versions. I mean, for us with our team, I, I think on average when we look at our um, subversion, we we average somewhere between you know, 500 to 900 file changes per week. So wow. it's a definitely mm. a very sort of rapid development cycle. And we have a lot of people who are excited about it and we just have a lot that of talent too. That makes me happy too. inside. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm looking <laughs> at our website project. right now and we are currently on revision 2,962. That and someone made a change since we started this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that's just the, the, the thing about that is that's, that's the number that we had once we started using Subversion, and we weren't yeah. using it for a while. So until like March yeah. of last year. Yeah, actually, the the like a couple of weeks ago, I decided to check out the first revision of Project M in our change control system, and man, it is bad. It is just <laughs> bad. Like, just so many things about it that have that's, changed. Over that's the true past of any. Any uh, code repository, I can tell you that. Just like, oh, facepalm. We should delete this history and start at revision 400. <laughs> like, I, I just remember back when we were first getting started doing the melee air dodge, and we had issues where, like, um, Diddy Kong could air dodge, but he would the fall stage. the stage. And then the second time you would air dodge, the game would just crash, and it took Aww. us so long to figure out why. <laughs> but we just had such such little information back then as to how and everything for the longest time, just time shooting in the dark. And for the longest time, DD and Kirby would freeze the game when you... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like normal game development. That's awesome. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, it, it's definitely been a long cycle. So That's great. Are, are there any last-minute comments you guys want to make? Project um, M is amazing. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's, uh, that's about all I have to say, really, too. I mean, when it comes out, people are going to try it. People are going to like it. I mean, it's, if, if you like Smash yeah, at all, you will like Project M. I mean, there's, I can't see any reason for someone not to like it. Mm -hmm. I'm not just saying this because I made it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just Smash. Like, it's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
it, it's like a lot of people sort of have a notion in their head, whether it's a melee player or a brawl player, that, you know, oh, I don't like this. It's not going to be just like this. And then um, I've, I've seen it countless times because I definitely try and keep an eye on sort of what the talk of the day is with it. And every single time, I think there's been very few times when I've ever seen the opposite where they generally comment on how surprised and how happy they were playing the game. So um, for anyone who's on the fence, I definitely say check it out when it comes out. And uh, I, I guarantee you'll like it. So. Awesome. I mean, it's not going to hurt you to try it out, so there's really no reason not to. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. I think um, a lot of people, like a lot of the more casual players who who made that in border brawl and melee at this point, I think that encouraging them to say, you know, one weekend just try out Project M, maybe it'll respark your interest in Smash, you know, and that might actually help a lot of people who are on the fence about playing Smash at all get back into the entire community. Mm-hmm. One thing else I wanted to add was that um, the whole Project M back room is a very awesome group of people, and working on this game has probably been the most enjoyable uh, experience I've ever had in my life. That's awesome. Cleaning up Sakurai's mess. <laughs> <laughs> Best project ever. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely been an experience for me. Um, not just doing the actual hacking, but also just talking and working on organizing a group of people to accomplish something. So I mean, I think we've had at some point, at some point there were there were like a hundred active people, or at least we have like a hundred people total who at some point were active. And uh, I think that number's gone down a lot, but I mean, we still had a whole lot of people who had some kind of hand in creating this. So it's not just like there's there's 50 active people right now, and um, yeah, we, like, we definitely uh, have to give our shout outs to them because they're that this project got so much further with you know I'm sure there might be names that we've thrown around here and there, but there's so many others and. Um, when you check out our website, it's not quite complete yet, but we'll have a whole page of bios of who's you know been helping, and there's just so many people who have done such great work. So it's not just us three, and we really have to hand it to them as well. So yeah, we have we have like artists, we have character specialists, we have like people who just play tests, people who just make codes like me because I can't actually play the game. Um, there's just lots of people who help out, and some people help out without coding a single thing they just have ideas and they just know what we can and can what we can and can't do and it just helps to have lots of people kind of all talking about the project at all times something that's very impressive is that none of us get paid for this yeah yeah it's all volunteer work and it's all because we're very passionate about what we do we we definitely can understand that and no, we want to thank you really guys so much for your efforts so far. Keep it up. You guys have our support. You have Smashboard support. Um, we're really behind you 100, 100, you know, 100%. And it's it, it's been great, you know, having that insight from you guys. So thank you. Thanks. We definitely thank you again for having support. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do you guys want to stick oh. around for our our gaming discussion? Oh, you had one more thing to say? Yeah, I have one more thing to sure, say. Sure, go for it. In the next two weeks or so, there might be some kind of announcement, maybe possibly. Ooh, maybe possibly. Perhaps be. And this announcement yeah. is not going to be the fact that I'm hopping off the stream right now because I have to go. Okay. But 
Um, yeah. I, I really appreciate you guys having me and having the team on here. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to any of us or come on our forums. And, oh, sure. and thanks again for having us. So well, it's been great hearing the details really. straight from you guys' mouths. Thank you very much, Shanus. You have a good one now. Thank you. Yep. You guys have a good one. Yep. Bye-bye. Um, Strongbed, Dan Terran, you want to stick around and partake in some of the video game discussion? I'm going to go. Are you going to go? All right. Oh, Skype has stopped working. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, gosh. Ah, <laughs> oh, Skype, Skype, Skype. What are you doing? You're killing me. Not surprising considering all the ninjing that was happening. <laughs> Um, well, I want to see. Let's make sure I actually did get that part of my backup recording. Yeah, so my uh, my Skype crashed, which is not a surprise considering how Dantarian was ninjing the entire time. And He's probably a wizard, and he just kind of crashed your Skype. Most likely. Um, that, oh, gosh, I don't know. Let's see how that works. Um, so what else? So we're all back. Who's, oh, who's back? I'm back. I'm You're strong back. Bad. Yep. And, uh, uh, Buzz, are you here? Buzz is not mm. here. Let's add Buzz. I don't think I caught. Did Dantarian want to stick around? or? I I think he just said that he was going to leave. Okay. Okay, well then. Recent. Oh. Someone else is messaging me on Skype. I'm doing SMYN at the moment. Um, ba, 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 buzz. What the hell? Buzz, no. Come back. Buzz Lightyear, no. You gotta come to the rescue. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Go to infinity and beyond. Man, he should be here to appreciate it. Cause he's, got a, he's got a daughter and she's just been watching Toy Story like crazy. <laughs> Um, oh goodness. And he dropped. Awesome. Ah, Buzz, where'd you go? Oh, here he comes back. Wait. Hello. Hey, Springbad called me. Sub Buzz. Alright. Yeah, I, I, when, I think when Shanus left, my Skype was just like, oh, I'm going to stop working now. <laughs> No Shanus? Kill everybody. It, oh. oh man. Alright. <laughs> recording on. Let's make sure. Oh, can this come back? I don't I'm trying a new program, so I don't know if like it's it's working or not. Um do bu do, do 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 Exit. I'm gonna try this one more time. We'll get back soon, I promise. Oh goodness, and we're already starting to feel the hit. No. Please don't leave us live stream. No. We'll be good to you, I promise. <laughs> we love you. We have cookies. No Janus, no Dan Everyone has cookies. If you're on the internet, you have cookies. Oh, yeah, this, I get this it. is true. No, yeah, cash data. <laughs> oh wow, it's down to 90. <laughs> I know, 90. Only 90. Is that the reason they had so many? Is because of those guys? Maybe. <laughs> I thought you guys were cool. I'm just kidding. Oh gosh, I wish we were that cool. 
<laughs> if MLG didn't happen, we'd be that cool. Okay, this... If only, if only. This other program is <laughs> crashing, so at least I still have this other one recording, and that'll just have to work. Um, Ready, and set, and go. So Strong Bad is sticking around for our video game discussion. Thank you. No problem. All right, because we do have a lot to talk about. It's kind of one of our biggest shows in a long time, because usually we just cover you know, the headlines, what's out recently, talk about a big topic from gaming, and then we do some mail time questions. So we kind of still have like all that left to do, and then we had Project M on top of it. So big, big show. First, on the 19th of January, Nintendo had Nintendo 3DS uh, news, and confirmed a March 27th release date for North America, March 25th for Europe, $250 for North America, and they actually didn't disclose a price for Europe. There are rumors that it might be right around, you know, 220, 230 pounds, which is a lot. When does lot. it come out in uh, Japan? Um, comes out on February 26th. Oh, so, oh, wow. It's like a whole month of difference. Yeah. But well, I mean, it, it could lot. be a lot worse. So, yeah. Uh, they are improving because they've already learned their lesson not to separate those too far. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, we don't, we don't want you importing. Well, then release it to us. Well, we're not ready to release it to you. <laughs> Powell is really complicated. Yeah. <laughs> so, Strongberry, I want to get your initial thoughts on what do you, what do you think about Nintendo 3DS? Um, I think it's a really innovative idea. Um, I think it'll do very well given its target audience. Mm -hmm. Um. As far as the Wii goes, like the direction they went wasn't what I wanted, but um, it's a very good intelligent market decision to do so. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think some of the games on the 3DS will be more leaning more towards the GameCube side of gaming, um, such as the uh, Mario Kart game. I think they're going to mm -hmm. be releasing on that. But um, I might purchase one, but I don't know. I'm and after they, after I get some more information about different games to be releases on there. All right. Um, now, Buzz, have you pre-ordered one yet? No, I really should, but I just haven't got around mm -hmm. to yet. I'm actually still kind of getting my bearings as to what stores are around me. Aha! Uh -huh, that's why you recently yeah. moved and all. Yeah, we have GameStop. Yeah, GameStop. I probably should go there and pre-order it eventually. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I mean, the, the next option was Best Buy, and I don't really like Best. Pre-ordering Best Buy. Yeah. yeah, not a good idea. <laughs> no, I mean, it yeah, that's true. He did work there. Uh, 3DS is definitely going to be one of those things that you need a pre-order for. Yeah. Or else you're going to be, you know, crap out of luck for quite some time. Yeah, just like the Wii. Mm -hmm. I got Wii on release day. Me too. Ah, no pre-order, man. I paid way more than I needed to because I got it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> but I am, not, I am not making that mistake this time around. I am not. Pre-order, um, okay, thanks. Yeah. I mean, so I work at Toys R Us, and I got my pre-order all down for 3DS. The, the new listeners of Show Me News, if you don't know, I was very, very fortunate enough by my dear friend Adrian to to go out to E3 this past June out in Los Angeles. So now did I get to go and see the Nintendo conference, which was the best thing ever, sitting in the fifth row. But... You know, tried the 3DS, tried Zelda, tried all of that stuff there. And so I actually have hands-on experience with the Nintendo 3DS. And pretty much ever since I went there, I am having 3DS withdrawals. I, I knew that 
you know, once I tried it, like I wanted one immediately. I didn't care what I'd have to pay. I started saving up right there and then for whenever, you know, it was going to come out. And so it may come off sounding like I'm a little you know, biased as far as, you know, my anticipation for the 3DS, but it, it's because I'm in a, word, in a way addicted. And that's, that's kind of sad because as a film student, I'm not crazy about the whole 3D in movies thing, but I think as far as games go, especially the option that you can you know turn it off and have any variant in degree, I think the 3D can only help the immersion. Um, am I happy with the $250 price point? I think that when you have different you know focus groups continually saying that you know a good price would be between $300 and $400, and Nintendo can get it down to $250. I think that's pretty much a win-win for all of us. And th- for those that think it's too high, I totally understand if you have, you know, issues with, you know, money making and being able to purchase it. That that's a whole other thing altogether. If you can't just buy one right now, that's fine. Um if you don't like, well we can talk even talk about like the launch lineup and all that. But for the people that are comparing that, "Oh, it's more than a Wii." I could pay $50 more and get a 360 and a PS3. This is next generation. Yep. $250 for next generation handheld. PS3, no, sorry, PSP, back in 2005, $250. Considering inflation, that's it's. I think it's just a little bit more than $300 with inflation, you know, considering now. I mean, I, I don't understand. I guess, you know, there are also people who wait. Can wait for the 3DS Lite. I'm sure that'll be coming. Maybe they'll add, you know, video recording in that. What I'm 3DSi. doing... 3DSi. Yeah, 3DSi. <laughs> It'll have two cameras on the inside and the outside. What I'm waiting for... Or not waiting for... And a cushion somehow. Oh, that'd be nice for the hands, yeah. Um, well, they're not going to make a, a 3DS fat. I mean, they've already learned the first DS, so... This is true. <laughs> I, I think it's safe to get the first generation 3DS, because they've already learned what they need to know to make it sleek mm-hmm. and elegant I mean, and small. I'm going to do some plugging for Toys R Us here, but we have like some sort of uh, buyer protection plan. So I'm going to get the 3DS, get like a two-year plan on that. In case the 3DS comes out, you don't have to trade it back into GameStop. I'm going to say, you know, oh, something's wrong with my 3DS. I get sent a gift card that covers a full replacement. Bam, that goes right to 3DS Lite. So nice. that is that is my strategy. Um, I don't know when you went when you played at the E3, didn't you? Just mm-hmm. isn't it really similar to DS Lite in shape yes. overall? Yes, it is like yeah, so. it is a little little bit smaller than a DSi as far okay, as like, like bulk goes. That was my main concern, and like mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, the DS Lite is perfect. Like I've seen the DSi and and whatever and. Frankly, I'm I'm okay with this model. It's the DS Fat. I'm a little turned yeah, on. Yeah, well, <laughs> I everyone have that have DS Fat. And I'm like, how did you ever survive this thing? Well, there are all the, all so. the people who you know still carry their 3DS Fats or DS Fats, and they're like, yeah, I'm gangsta. What? <laughs> My touchscreen don't work no more. But what? <laughs> well, I think the DS Fat too. Like that doesn't have the backlit screen. That's all like Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color, old school. Got to have it in the light to be able to see. Like. Yeah, get some like yep. a book light going on. I, 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 don't, I remember doing GTA, that. Man, gotta have light to see it. Mm-hmm. A little attached light screen. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. Back on you the game put in the multiplayer port and it'd power it and. <laughs> yes. 
and just glow or whatever. Those things are they were never any good to me. But I just have a solution. I just never don't, don't ever play in the dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what I did. I don't know. On car trips early in the morning, you didn't have much of an option if you really wanted to play. Late at night, under the bedspread with a flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> gotta catch this Pokemon. Um. Yeah. Buzz, what are your thoughts on the 250 price point? It's appropriate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate that it matches the price of a console. Yeah. But you know, it's the same with computers and laptops. You pay. You're paying for compact technology. Paying for this stuff to be fit into the you know the palm of your hand, and then you fold up and go into your pocket. Mm-hmm. So and it's, it's it higher in. than I'd like it, but it's, it's totally fair in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the launch lineup goes. It, you do have is we talked about it last time how Japan's is pretty weak, and yeah, they did have Professor Layton. If only we could get Professor Layton, but there's translation, and we're a couple games behind them, and et cetera, et cetera. I'm looking forward to Street Fighter. Um, I'm tempted by Madden, even though they're not going to have online. They're not going to have franchise. I'm enough of a football junkie that like I'm tempted, and I'm also Wait, tempted. They're not going to have online in Madden. No, not for the 3DS. No. I, I know it, it, it doesn't make any sense. I think that's just not something they're focusing on. I can't wait for more friend codes. Oh, dude, that is like the best part. And I, I tried to make a point for yeah for show me news fans. I tried to make the point that you know when we were at E3, we, we broke that news first. We were on Go Nintendo as a rumor yeah. that you know we said oh. 3DS will have one friend code, no more friend codes for all the games. It is great to see it confirmed. Love Finally. it. Finally, love it. Um, and it never made sense to begin with. I'm sorry, Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like my, my cell phone has a phone number, my other cell phone has a different number, and my new cell phone I just bought has another number. And it's like, no, we have one number that we move between devices. Oh, <gasps> what a revelation! And, and that's kind of like of this. I think kind of my annoyance with people who still think like, oh, but it's still friend codes. And I think, like, do they oh. not have a cell phone? The whole issue with the yeah. friend codes was that there were different ones for each game. Exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, since it's the same for each game, it, it's not going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. People want like their own kind of gamer tag, and I'm sorry, I don't think Nintendo wants like penis stuff involved in their gamer tags. Yeah. I'm sorry, because like that's just not who they are. And a number is fine. It's just mm-hmm. a it's just a serial key ID just to distinguish you from someone else. That's all it's for, mm-hmm. and it's. It it's, works. It's like a phone number. You input it yeah. once, they'll have a name attached to it, like the person's first name or whatever you want to probably put or whatever they have it set as, and you're done. So just the fact that they have that right, they're going to have it you know, set up so that all the DS, all the purchases, the digital purchases will be tied to your friend code. So in time, I think in May, they're going to have like the features roll out, like the web browser and the the eShop or oh, whatever. I'm, I'm excited for that kind of stuff because, mm-hmm. like, I'm actually, um, and actually now that I think about it, this is very fitting. I was actually looking for a netbook yesterday at Best Buy yeah. because I, I really, personally, I really, really hate laptops. They they overheat too much mm-hmm. and they have problems and they don't they don't have enough power to do what I want anyway. Yeah. So I just want a really really small machine to browse the internet. So when the 3ds gets the browser, I'll be stoked. I'm like, yeah, this is my little netbook. <laughs> in 3D, but hey, I still only have a desktop computer. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I love desktop. As far as computer, like actual computer computers go, I I prefer desktops. I hate laptops, mm-hmm. but 3DS will be nice because um, they had the browser on the original DS, but I never got to play it because like it apparently got pulled because it was so bad or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was it wasn't that good. Um, but it's good to know that they're gonna have a better one that'll probably be in about May. The fact that you can suspend games and go and like write notes awesome. or go to the web browser, phenomenal. That's so ridiculous. Phenomenal. That game back to anyone? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're stuck. Your homepage. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's it's too good. And then what else? What was I gonna talk about? Oh, I'm a little tempted by Nintendogs. A little bit because I'm, I'm a no, sucker don't for go, don't do it. I'm a sucker for puppies and kitties. <laughs> That's the best well, so alive, real ones. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what else? I heard through GameStop's computer system that Animal Crossing may be coming out in the couple weeks after launch. Again, like I don't know. I don't want to trust GameStop, but I don't know. It just GameStop thing- is the worst at lying. Mm-hmm. They were the biggest defenders during the Twilight Princess era. Yeah, that's true. Um, Kid Icarus and uh, Ocarina of Time will probably be after E3. Probably not too <laughs> much after. I know, I know. Why? Um, what else for 3DS? Things. What is your one game that you want to see on the uh, the eShop for like the, the Game Boy and Game Boy Color games? Pokemans. Uh, I want Metroid Fusion for yeah. one. Oh, that'd be that's Game Boy Advance. Or are you looking oh, for? Oh, are they not doing Game Boy Advance level? It hasn't been confirmed. Has not been confirmed. <gasps> no. I could see it happening, but it's not in the cards at the moment. Well, that's that's. Oh, you could man, do you I could do Metroid that. Two. There's Metroid Two. I don't like Metroid Two. <laughs> it's almost as bad as Other M. Mm-hmm. Almost as bad. So strong, but you want Pokemon, uh, Gold, Silver, or Red and Blue? Like the um, the Game Boy Advance era games, I mm-hmm. think they'd be awesome to have on the eShop. So then you could transfer them to a 3DS game or yeah. a DS game, mm-hmm. if possible. Yeah. Um, because of course, like the DSi kind of removed the whole Game Boy Advance backwards compatibility, and mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of doubting 3DS is going to be backwards compatible two generations. So I think it, uh, that'd be cool, and of course it'd be a good market decision for Nintendo because a lot of people would probably buy those. Yeah. Now, this I, is a random tangent oh, sure. for just a second, but did you guys ever call it Game Boy Advanced? No. No? I, I did for the first like two or three years it came <laughs> out, and then I was like, oh hey, there's no D on the end. I'm an idiot. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Just, uh, throw that out there. Yeah. just say GBA and it always works. There you go. Oh yeah, GBA it was the short shorthand, but I just always thought it was Game Boy Advanced. Yeah, it's advanced. It's Game Boy, but it's advanced. I uh-huh. want Pokemon Pinball. That game is so legitimate. I still have one with the battery on the back. Yeah, Rumble Pack. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely oh, want. I definitely oh. want that one, and I'm very excited for. Like the Pokemon advancements that can happen with like 3DS with all the rumble into the 4DS. Yeah, well, like the Street Pass and the Spot Pass and everything for Pokemon games. Oh my goodness! Like there is so much potential there. That's another topic for another time. You can see your Pokemon walk with you. I know. IRL in 3D. <laughs> 3D. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Yeah, we could go on and on and on about 3DS but we already have a long show to begin with so let's keep it moving to Sony's answer the NGP Next Gaming Portable it's Those, a code name we the, can forgive yeah, that that's true. It's, it's like I, I miss um, oh my, I, I miss Natal I, I do yeah I do miss Natal Natal is a better name 
Project Natal. <sighs> so it's it's right now. It's not the Connect. PSP. It's not the PSP two. It's NGP. Um, I cannot wait. Admitted it's PSP two, NGP two, NGP and PSP two are both just code names for the same thing. Yeah. So it's just whatever. Essentially, yeah. So. Admittedly, I am not the biggest Sony fanboy. I am getting into PS2 games now just because they're really affordable and all that. But I must admit, it is very impressive what Sony has pulled together for at least this prototype model. Um, you finally have dual analogs on a handheld. That's good. Um, they are you know, advertising that it's close to rivaling PS3 graphics. And not, not there all the way, but it, it's close. Um, you have Wi-Fi going to be 3G and not 3G models. Um, you got you know games already like Uncharted, Killzone, Resistance, Wipeout, Little Big Planet, Call of Duty. They had a MGS4 running it as a demo on there just to show the graphical prowess. Uh, released in Japan at the end of 2011, has a really nice OLED touchscreen and a touchscreen on the Ooh, back. OLED, that's nice. Um, yep. I saw a video of the one on the back. That oh, one's yeah. kind of weird. As far as technology goes, for like the hardcore gamer, it's pretty much got everything you want. Now, I think now here's where it looks fantastic and really great. Here's where some of the cynicism comes in. If you're going to complain about the Nintendo being as $250, deep in your pockets a little bit more. Just the fact with like all of these coming together, you better be praying for three fifty. <laughs> praying. Yep. I think four hundred would be easy. Sony could just be jerks, and I'm trying to censor myself here, and they could go five hundred dollars. Five hundred ninety-nine US dollars. You cannot forget that exactly. Like that is still in the back of gamers' minds yeah, for what you just, did with the just, PlayStation Three. Just to give you some perspective, and you can all do this test yourself by just going to any electronic store. Go to the electronic store and look at cell phones. You know, when you buy a cell phone without a plan and they have no way to monetize you month to month, mm -hmm. they put you about four hundred, five hundred, six hundred dollars. Now, then you keep, and then add on to the fact these are phones without you know epically awesome huge 3d processors packed into them with you know little game systems this is just for a cell phone and so you consider the fact that you know this psp2 is a game system that has all this 3d hardware packed into it and it's probably a lot more expensive to manufacture than a cell phone yeah I, you're gonna be lucky to get even 400 mm -hmm. unless i do the once again they're gonna pull their you know lose money on the unit strategy and yeah. try and make up games and stuff which with still, you're still gonna be paying 300 minimum. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be 400. I think you're gonna be lucky if you get 350. If you think it's gonna be between 250, if you, if you think it's 250, you are out of your damn mind. <laughs> Let's just say that I've I've had people say like that it's gonna be 250 between 250 and 300. You're crazy. Not gonna happen. You're crazy. It, it, it just will not happen. Um, what what do you think, uh, Strong Bad? Um, I didn't, I've never owned a PSP or any sort of portable platform outside of the Nintendo ones. So, um, as far as like, uh, the core gamer in me, um, I'm excited. 
Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I, I have a PS3 and I really like uh, games like MGS4 and Uncharted. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're, they're great. Like that. And um, so, uh, yeah, I think Sony really knows what they're doing as far as the game development goes. Sometimes they have some issues with their hardware, but um, I'm fairly excited for the uh, PSP2. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're also going to have, I can't remember what they're calling it, but, you know, they're bringing back PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 games uh, with cloud computing, and they're going to make it available on Android, which that's a really nice step. I, I, huh. I approve of that. That is, is something good they're doing. Um, but the thing is, and, you know, Buzz dropped from the chat, and we're going to try to get him back soon, however we can. Um, I'm still here. Oh, you, I heard a doot-doong, and then you must have come back. Okay. I'm magical. Goodness, my Skype is failing me hardcore today, guys. I don't know what it is. It's, it's, try, it's trying to mess with me. It's trying to mess with me. Um, <laughs> what is I going to say? Oh my goodness, I got Android emulation. Yeah, well, there was Android, and that's that's really nice. Um, the key is, what is Sony's strategy here? Because from an outs- from very quick from an outside looking in, oh, it's PlayStation Suite. Thank you. From an outside looking in, it seems like they have not learned anything as far as competing with the Nintendo DS goes. It looks like they are pushing power, focusing on that hardcore gaming market, and in the end, like, you're going to sell units. You know, the PSP, you know, it, it sold a decent amount of units, but when it completely pales in comparison to your competitor, who's going to have you beat at a price point and as a mass market sort mm, of appeal. spectrum... Why I don't know why you're doing the same thing again. I don't think there's really any features that specifically target non-gamers as a whole. And that's for some people, that's a great thing. They don't want the whole we focus on casual games thing. They want their big, bulky machine. And then oh, I was going to just stick in that, like, as much as I love the dual analogs, I wish there was some way to enclose them because just sticking out of them, seem, out of the unit, seems really weird to me. I don't know. I mean, some people, like, if I were enough of a Sony fan like i would put money down because like it is you know that hardcore gaming only always connected with three a 3g um but as far as a market strategy goes do you think you're going to be able to compete and sell that amount of units you know i think well i think you just said it just two lines back that i think they're starting to acknowledge that their market is not nintendo's market Mm -hmm. and they're serving that market as best they can Yeah. yeah And they're just saying, yes, we have a hardcore audience. They're smaller. We admit that. And we're going to just serve them because we know that they'll they'll always be with us kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah, because they're they're not, like, actually competing. Right. So Uh, if that is the case in the long run, that they'll, in a way, compete with each other but not directly compete with each other, like, if they're on the same market but catering to different fan bases and groups... Mm -hmm. That would be the best thing for video games as a whole. That would be great. Yep. Uh, but I, again, you already said it. It's just they're they're starting to move that direction because yeah, they're not competing. Mm-hmm. They do the same thing over and over and over. And they're like, well, look at our, our graphics are better. Our graphics are better. We well, have 3D TVs. Yeah, I know. That that's our 3D. <laughs> well, but admittedly, there is a market for that, and mm-hmm. I guess they just want to own it, you know, because you know Nintendo, you know. As great, as great as they're doing right now, yeah. they are one step away from making that mistake, you know? Because if they come out with a machine, like, look how good the graphics are, well, we don't really care. Yeah. Your games better still be fun, and if they're not, then, then they're in trouble too. But 
Yeah, the whole the whole point of a game is to be fun, so sometimes they do fail. Mm-hmm. Yep. The one feature I think the P- the NGP is missing is an HDMI out. Um, oh yeah, it would if the graphics are that strong, an HDMI out to connect to your TV and then continue your game on the go would have been an amazing idea. I, I'm just that I'm, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, but I mean, it is. It is only just the beginning. We don't know price point. We don't know release date outside of end of 2011 in Japan. And apparently, the 3G service in Japan is going to be Docomo. What is it going to be here in America? I mean, if it's Android, do you see Verizon? If Verizon gets behind it, that is a win for Sony. If, yeah. if they're doing with Android, um, but if it's like T-Mobile or uh, something like that, that's I don't know if that. I mean, it'll it'll work fine for 3G, I'm sure. But if you got that, you know, driving force behind it, I don't know. Who um, knows? Anyway, there there's definitely a lot of anticipation for that. Uh, next story. Let's keep talking on you know Sony, and they're in a current lawsuit with GeoHot, who is yeah, GeoHot's my hero. Yeah, <laughs> he is the <laughs> you know guy to first jailbreak the iPhone or iPod Touch. And yep. he won the lawsuit to make it legal to do that, making a change to the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, the DMCA. Um, Yay! So now he, he did that with PS3, and even though he claims like the purpose is not to pirate games, it's just to add homebrew applications. So he is now in a lawsuit battle for the ages against Sony that will ultimately decide if it is legitimate to homebrew systems. It's really a question of, do you own your system? Or is or does the company still have some sort of um, overarching you know control of it? Um, Buzz, if you Geohad is your hero, why would that be? He is my hero because if you look at the history of this whole battle, uh, Sony made the first move. Well, once they once they sensed that their console might be in danger, it wasn't even to that point yet, but they said well, it might be in danger. They released the patch that re- that removed the ability to install other stuff onto the PS3, mm-hmm. you know, to repurpose the hardware. They got rid of that feature, which I think is called like other systems or like Linux, other Linux systems or something like that. Yeah, other OS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other OS. They removed it. They just sent out a patch and just said, "Sorry, we're not supporting this anymore." And so GeoHot was like, "No, that's not going to happen." And he went in and you know he got more dedicated, more focused as a result of that, and hacked it back in. And got it back to where homebrew was working, and the, this whole thing is messy because, yeah, like you said, it highlights the whole issue of do companies still maintain some degree of ownership? Blah blah blah. Um, fundamentally, it's very disturbing what Sony is doing. Mm-hmm. Like, if I do something to my console, yes, you can cut off my warranty. Yes, you can cut off my online support. Yes, you can do all this stuff to me, but you can't then legally dictate what I do in my home. You yeah. know. It's my hardware. I paid for it. I paid the full value for it. I didn't pay. I didn't sign some contract that rents it. It's not like know? a software where you you like you license, license it. it. No, it's, yeah. it's hardware. You can do what you want with it. You can break it if you want, but well, apparently, if you homebrew it, that's just not okay. Yeah, like the, an example I always turn back to because it's so fitting is DVR. When I had DVR for a couple of years, you know, I didn't crack it open because they made it very clear. You know, this is a rental. Mm-hmm. You're borrowing it, and at the end of the term, we're taking it back. You know, yeah. Like, 
that that makes it very clear to me. I mean, there's there's all kinds of websites that show you how to hack your dish network, you know, DVR and add a bigger hard drive or capture the videos, blah blah blah, is all stuff. But you know, I just looked through it a little bit. But I didn't. I decided against it because yeah, like they're gonna take it back and look at it, and you know, there's all these terms that come with having one. But a PS3 or a Wii or Xbox 360, no matter what it is, you go pay a retail price and take it home, and they don't even know you have it. You know, I mean, the store knows you have it. But I'm saying, mm-hmm. you know. Microsoft or Sony, they don't know you have it until you log online or something. And so, to me, it's just disgusting that they are suing him because of what he did. And so, you know, sure, go ahead, silence him, censor him, don't let him post to what he found on the internet. That's that's a different issue too. But again, it it should never ever be against the law to do to to poke at your hardware at home. Right. Yeah, I think it's kind of disgusting how that's even a law. I mean. Yep. Where what what's up with our Congress? I mean, why yep. are they making these laws? Are they somehow protecting us by doing that, or mm-hmm. are they just satisfying the people who are well, like imagine special interest groups? Imagine you buy an electric toothbrush, and it's like you can only use this between seven and nine p.m. <laughs> that's just our rule. We like, we have no way to enforce it, but that's our rule. And if we catch any of you doing it before seven p.m., well, we're gonna sue you. Brandish like, fist at you. Yeah, <laughs> but that—that's what it's like. I mean, mm. and getting back to the story, I mean, Geohot—he's—he go—he got in and broke in and found what is ultimately the ultimate security key for PS3. Yeah. You have once you have this one key, you can do anything. You can unlock all the protections. You can unlock all the the, the barricades, and fully access the hardware. And because you know. Because PS3 is mass manufactured, there's nothing Sony can do. They can't make a new key, then all the old P- then all the old PS3s would stop working with new games. That's yeah. Stupid. So it's, it's kind of their fault to begin with. Yeah. They're just kind of covering their tracks there. They put the lock and someone. key in the same place, and so it's <laughs> silly. But well, it's not that GeoHot's currently losing. The latest development is that he is forced to give over all his. His knowledge yeah, on it. Hardware. He's supposed to give all over his stuff. hardware, take the stuff down online. It's not that he's losing; it's more of a uh, a judicial step, so he doesn't, yeah. you know, make changes now that he's, you know, been sued. So they're kind of just locking the stuff away, kind of solidifying it as evidence. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's where the case is at now. We'll and definitely he's be broken. Keep... No law. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll keep an eye on it because it is big for you know the future it, of it our matters a devices. lot. Everybody like we. I mean, we just had Project M on with us just a little earlier, and mm-hmm. this is like two hundred percent relevant because that's you know oh, they're at, not least probably... <laughs> at, at least two hundred, maybe more, perhaps like <laughs> two fifty or eight five thousand. Yeah. I mean, you guys aren't hacking a console per se, mm-hmm. but. You are modifying something, and you know we it we bought it. We have a right to, you know. It's just a silly, it's silly that they can just say, you know, this is our rules. This, these are our rules regarding it. Well, I don't care about your rules. I'm sorry. We're not distributing it. We're, we're not. You got my money. It's what more do you want? Like, <laughs> you screw know? your rules. I have money. <laughs> I reject your reality and substitute it with my own. Yep, Adam Savage. So. Now I get to talk about some Marvel vs. Capcom 3. I love Marvel. Ma is Marvel, baby! <laughs> so pinkles. Um, Buzz, are you still on the fence of thinking about getting a Xbox slash PlayStation 3 just to get it? Uh, I am on the fence. I know you. As a joke, I actually picked up a PS3 at, at 
Best Buy and Trigger oh. got mad at me. Oh, really? So, <laughs> she's like, put that back. And I'm like, aww. I have a uh, Xbox 360 and PS3 and a dual modded fight stick. So I- I've got this. Yeah. I'll just say this. If I had to pick right now, I'm probably leaning towards 360. But mm-hmm. that's just speculation. Because you want to play Borderlands with me. Yeah, yes. you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> that's half the reason right there. Mm-hmm. No, we Plus, actually got, uh, we first got to quickly sh- we got to quickly share our story about um, it was just after the last episode. Amazon had the uh, the oh, yeah. PlayStation malfunction, and uh, you know, as soon as I saw this, like I, I I who linked it to me at first? I can't even remember. But uh, Amazon had an original PlayStation Three, the sixty gigabyte model, the one that was still backwards uh, compatible. Yeah, still backwards compatible. Listed for thirty nine ninety nine. I bought one. Yeah, I bought one too. And I'm like, <laughs> what's the worst case scenario? If it's a mistake, because it was done through Target, if it was a mistake, you, order's canceled, your credit card's not charged. Best case scenario, yep. they have to honor the purchase, and you get a PS3 <laughs> for 40 bucks. For $40. That plays <laughs> PS2 games. Did you, did you did that work out? Um, unfortunately, it did not. <sighs> Apparently, the listing through Target was for a PlayStation Move rubber grip for like a gun <laughs> sort of thing, and I don't know how that translated to a PlayStation Three, especially an original one at that, because that one is is still at least three hundred dollars. Those don't drop down in price. I got is, mine for yep. two seventy, and it's eighty gigs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so ambitious. we tried it, and it was like. A night of thinking, like, oh, if I do get a PS3, not that I'm going to pay full price for one, no, because yeah. I'm happy with my PS2 right now. But if I do get one for forty bucks, what games do I have to get? I get God of War three. I got to get Uncharted. I got to get Metal Gear Solid four. Play that again. Um, all, all that stuff. And do I get Move? No, I don't know. Do I get Move? Um, but yeah, that, yeah, that unfortunately backfired. And I, was it was, like, what, I was like, what do I get after this? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, it was worth a shot, but it, it did not happen. Um, well, I'm sorry for your loss, sir. Thank you. Thank you. It weighed heavily on my heart for days. (laughs) Have thought that you were going to receive a PlayStation three for about 40 bucks. And then it wasn't, it was almost life changing, but Amazon, because the weird thing was like, some people were saying like, Oh, Amazon sales reps are going to honor the sale and all that stuff. Or some of them said, no, some of them said yes. And then they're like, no, I, I've read enough interaction of right blunders there. online that they I've seen that they never honor them. Mm-hmm. They'll honor it if it's like a five dollar mistake, yeah, yeah. not a five hundred dollar oh, mistake. Like ninety two percent off or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, on the listing, it was like what was it? It was like five hundred dollars, four hundred and sixty dollars off, mm-hmm. down to forty or whatever it was. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. So back to Marvel, Marvel three. Well, <laughs> um, so we finally had confirmation of Dat Sentinel and Shen Ko. Um, they were the last characters from the Lupin Co. leak way back when, so we're really not surprised to see it come. It was funny because Capcom was kind of trolling a little bit. They were saying that it was actually just a really bad translation of, uh, you know, Ryo Danitsuma, the director. Someone, I don't know how it came up, is saying like, oh, you know, we wanted to put, you know, Sentinel and Juggernaut in, game, in the game, but we couldn't. And so people were like, there it is, Sentinel's, Sentinel's not going to be in the game. And then a couple days later, Sentinel is in the game through a, uh, a picture of, uh, of a German magazine. And um, I don't know what people are freaking out about. Um, 
like I posted on Twitter, the people who freak out about Sentinel and, you know, all these really top-tier Marvel 2 characters being back, their logic is completely unfounded because top-tier in one game does not mean top-tier in the next game. I'm pretty Low sure we can, we can all point out at, at Jigglypuff, who is currently <laughs> top-tier in Melee, and that is certainly and not the case. we all know Fox is winning all the Brawl tournaments. Exactly. I don't know what, right? So, I mean, it is interesting to see Sentinel back as a Capcom favorite. Um, so, I, I don't know. There are the people who say, well, Mega Man. Mega Man should be in the game. I'm kind of over all the Mega Man stuff. I'm sorry. It's just a personal think, uh, It's a personal choice. I, I'm sick of all Capcom, Mega Man They talk. think that uh, Mega Man's kind of irrelevant to put into a fighting game and that characters like Zero and uh, other type of characters mm-hmm. from the series are, are a little bit more relevant for a fighting game. Yeah. And that those are the people that the characters that will get more sales. So, at least from a marketing standpoint, that's what I think. Yeah. Um, so there's that, and then really great to see Shenko from Darkstalkers. Um, the translation yeah. of her from Darkstalkers to this looks fantastic. Uh, all the moves seem to be intact. the The hyper combos are exactly what I you know would hope they would be would have been. And it, she is right up there as one of my mains that I'm considering. Um, so if I had to pick my team right now, and this is very difficult to do because you know, I haven't played the game since E3 and a ton has changed since then. If I had to pick a team right now, just like I said, you know, Pit or Toon Link would have been my character back before Brawl came out. Uh, I'm going to go Deadpool, Shenko, Chun-Li. That would be my team. Um, Deadpool seems so awesome. He is totally awesome. Takes your life part, it's you with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, strong bad. You, you have a team in mind yet, or? or no? Um, depends on the changes to some of the characters. Because I, I had a there were some characters that I really liked in Marvel Two, like mm-hmm. Spider Man, because I I really liked his playstyle. But um, yeah. depending on how like viable. Or how changed he is, I might still be using him. And um, characters like um, Iceman, or um, I, I do like Deadpool a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, depending on how good like Wolverine or Akuma is, yeah. I might be using them too. It's just kind of a toss-up, really. That's right. Akuma and Taskmaster came out uh, since our last show as well. They they look pretty pretty good too. Um, but what else? The, so the the news, the rumor that is going around right now, is that Capcom came out and said and confirmed that, well, we're not done announcing characters yet. And everyone's like, <laughs> um, wait, what? Because you know, Lupinco's list is out there. You better not be talking about Jill and Shuma Garath because you've kind of talked about that a long as a long for a long time now. Excuse me, as a, as downloadable content. So apparently there are yeah. still there are still characters left now. Would not be surprising if it's only just one more on each side. Um, that would make a really nice character select screen as they have it right now. Um, the rumor... They, oops, sorry, go ahead. Uh, have they confirmed a character select screen music yet? Loop and Co., if we are to believe everything we've said, or he's said so far, has said that it will be, I want to take you for a ride in an upbeat techno version. Not like the the rock version. That you hear, but like an upbeat techno version. Awesome. Although, as great as that is, um, I kind of want that music to stick around that they've been using because 
it is catchy music. I want them to use it like somewhere, maybe in editing and in credits. I want the lyrics to that song, honestly. <laughs> just just use it on repeat. But I mean, the music so <laughs> far for the whole game is is fantastic. Anyway, the rumor right now, and you know, Cyberlink four twenty can back me up on this because apparently he is in contact, constant contact with this guy who leaked this. But he was told by a source, and now the whole credibility lies on that source that told him. <laughs> because the guy that oh gosh this sounds so confusing the source where this guy who leaked it to Shoryuken because the guy who leaked it to Shoryuken is apparently very credible very credible and now the question is the source who you heard it from and if you think about it it makes sense that the two remaining DLC characters and we'll just put this here for you know posterity's sake with you know 38 characters announced so far and this would make it 40 on Marvel's side now let's do Capcom. Capcom's side would be Frank West from Dead Rising. Legit. Which makes sense because he was originally in the game for Marvel 3. He was cut because of RAM issues. Would not be surprising at all if they fix those issues since they already have a lot of the character invested. Fix up his issues, put him in the game. That would make sense. I also heard that uh, Human Torch was also a completed character mm-hmm. and had huge RAM issues. Yeah, because he was constantly you can imagine on fire. Human yeah. Torch ditto mm-hmm. with all the fire effects. Anyway, yeah. if, if this rumor were to be believed, on Marvel's side would be Electra. Electra? Huh. Oh, no. Electra I not mind that. Would be, was in early leaks of the roster and was never seen to mention again. People are thinking that, oh, Cyberlink says, two big sources going around there. Parrots are both people I recognize and can verify are credible. One says Frank and Electra, and one says Frank and Juggernaut. I'm the Juggernaut. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to lean towards Electra because Electra was in early leaks. I guess so was Juggernaut as well. One of them. Juggernaut were... wasn't the second one, right? Was that? Juggernaut was in yes, the second he, one. Yes, he was in two. Yeah, he was ridiculously massive. Yes. He took up like the whole screen. Sentinel takes up like the entire screen height-wise. He's ridiculously tall. <laughs> he takes like the hard. bottom two life bars oh when he's standing up. Anyway, Electra was in early leaks. There had to be a casualty if Frank West was cut. So that's probably where this is happening. Is that they're going to take the casualty that got cut out with Frank West. But Nitsuma has gone on record... And this is like Sakurai, Brawl, you know, all this speculation and all that we at Show Me Your News love. Nitsuma has said that all of the stages uh, relate to a character in the roster. Now, all the stages so far do just that, except for the hand hideout. Huh, that does kind of confirm Electra. (laughs) Confirmed. (laughs) Confirmed for Brawl, I mean... So Electra, <laughs> apparently with I'm not too, you know, head up on, you know, what is, you know, happening with all the the characters and all their uh their histories, but supposedly um you know, Electra and Daredevil like they have a history with the hand. And so that love, is what I makes would, sense. I would love if Daredevil was in the game. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite Marvel characters of all time actually. Daredevil had a terrible movie, but I liked it. Everyone else hated it. <laughs> I like the movie. It was, I think it was well done. I liked ben Daredevil. Affleck, I never yeah. saw Electra. Better than the Electra one. Oh, well, question for live stream people. Are we still having sound issues? I don't think so. 
Testing. One, two, three. Yeah. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I, I just want to make sure before we before we move on if there are issues in recording. Um, but yeah, the, so that's the rumor right now. I would be more inclined to believe Frank and Electra than Frank and Juggernaut. Um, but we, we shall see. And there's there's another kicker to it is that, which I don't necessarily believe. Um, so sounds okay, Cyberlink? Just lag? Okay. All right, whatever. I haven't been paying attention According to According to Sugar's uh... test, we're like 15 seconds lagging. Oh. <laughs> Um, uh, at least on our end, anyway. As long as it sounds fine, that's that's all I care about. Um, what was I gonna say? Right, uh, crap, crap, crap. I haven't been paying attention to the uh, NBC three stuff as mm -hmm. much as I should. Uh, is Jill confirmed or not? Jill is confirmed. Uh, Jill and Schumergrath will be probably about a month after release as downloadable content. If you get the special edition, uh, download codes will be there uh, once they come out, so they will essentially be free. If you just get the game, you'll have to pay some undetermined fee, um, and that actually kind of relates to what I was going to talk about for this this Capcom, you know, other DLC characters. So this Frank and Electra slash Juggernaut. The rumor, which I'm not too sure on, is that the developers feel guilty because they should have been included in the game in the first place. So the rumor going around is that this DLC would be free to everyone. I do not believe this. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe it either because it's Capcom who likes to release extra versions of games and charge at least some money for it. So or sell a game and sell the ending separate for five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so as, yeah, as this is Capcom. There's no guilt here. Mm -hmm. I mean, they so, do a good job and they charge for it. Yeah. Um. So there is that for Marvel Three. Um. Buzz out of the out of the characters, I don't know if you you probably haven't been following it. Just pick three characters. What's your team? Go. It's probably Spider Man, Wolverine, and an undetermined third slot. Mm hmm. I'm not sure yet. I just I like the basics, the basic Marvel classic. Oh oh, Chun Li. I like Chun Li. Yeah. She'd probably be my third. So Chun Li's got an awesome assist with her lightning legs. Yeah. You. you yeah. Again, I'm. I might end up with this game because I have one friend in particular mm -hmm. who is like over the top excited for this, and he's making me buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin. Yes, Kevin. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're gonna have you know big show me your news lobbies with you know they got at least eight player lobbies, so we're gonna have you know big parties with everyone, all these different sminjas and matches and, and spectating and all that. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna. It's gonna happen. Show me your news fans. It's gonna happen. Um. Anyway, oh, we got to quickly mention, you know, now that, you know, it's gone gold, the game has gone gold, you know, people are starting to see that, you know, there are mission modes. Um, once you complete the story mode with a character, you get the view their model. So pretty cool stuff is coming cemetery? out. What? Hmm? Eh? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> single player modes. Yeah, yeah, single player modes instead of just versus. So it, it's pretty cool to see some of that stuff come out. Um, let's see, next story. Really touch on it really quickly. Kirby Wii. It looks yeah. like a it looks like a spiritual successor to Superstar. It looks great, 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 it looks great. Looks awesome, but it's wow really soon after the other one. Yeah, I, I think it's because you know the, I think Hal's been actually but working on this one. I, I can't criticize them because one of the Nintendo's biggest you know problems has always been you know lack of games, game droughts, and right. you know taking a long time to get them out. So. 
guess I can't fault him for it, yeah. but that's really fast. So yeah, it was announced at an investors meeting. We've got if you search Kirby Wii 2011, if you look on YouTube, there's about 30 seconds of footage. Check it out. It looks awesome. Very very excited. We'll you know definitely cover it when they have more information. It's supposed to be out this year, so that looks great. Um, this story, oh goodness, it it pissed me off. Let's just say that because it, it's very annoying when news sources like to manufacture news and then get everything wrong about it. I don't know if you guys have seen this. You know those listeners out there. The uh, the title of the article, let me read this verbatim, is Russian TV links Modern Warfare 2 to Russian Massacre. And so, you know, the, the terrible terrorist attacks at the Domojodovo uh, airport in Moscow, it was a suicide bombing. It's tragic. But why a Russian TV station has to go and link that event to the no-Russian level in Modern Warfare 2 and say that, oh, terrorists might have trained on this for this and it's all video games fall and it was an American video game at Activision and if you just search no Russian on YouTube, you'll see this and, oh, that is a travesty right there. You know, completely ignoring all the context. It is a terribly, terribly frustrating article to read, especially if you're a video game fan because... They pretty much get everything wrong here, don't you guys think? Yep. I I really hate it when media in general does that with video games because it just happens way more often than it should. Mm-hmm. I think they need to remember uh, games are often modeled from life. Life is rarely modeled from games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it the level they probably really re- resemble each other because of you know how it really happens, not because oh they, they studied on the video game and they went and replicated the exact same terrorist yeah. attack. Yes, that's it. Of course, you know they went back in time and did it, right? I can't. I keep three blue shells in my passenger seat. You know, <laughs> of course, just in case. <laughs> I mean, just on a on a principle alone, ignoring the whole you know video games life and all, just on a principle alone for reporting. Yeah. The video it, is journalism. The video is you know the no Russian level. Is you know, of course it has the backstory of you know it's a CIA agent who needs to get close to the boss and then this you know this enemy boss and then the enemy boss is making him do this so he has to do this to show his loyalty and all that but when they just say oh the video is shooting civilians the terrorist attack was a suicide bomber mm-hmm. the two do not go together just on on a fundamental level alone that's it's Journalism fail right there. I, 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 it pisses me off. Journalism will do anything it can to link video games to terrible things happening. Because it's it's what making gets our kids fat, views. making our kids violent, making our kids stupid, making our kids whatever. Just you know, maybe scary. bad parenting might be the issue sometimes. No, it's not no, the parents. No, fault. it's the video government's game. fault. It's the government's fault. Parents, no, it's the video never game their thing. fault. Mm-hmm. Tony, I will totally take you up on the offer to go stomp some Goombas after the show. Let's do it. Awesome. For sure. Um, you guys have Goombas in Michigan? That's I do. Yeah. What? Have you seen the Goombas in the Mario movie? Koopa anywhere. <laughs> those are scary. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, gosh. So those are the headlines. Oh, gosh. I, no, I'm not going to talk about it. Um, look up, <laughs> Look up the story about 
an autistic kid and Xbox Live, and we were just talking about like bad parenting. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that 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 story is a tragic situation that has happened to the autistic kid, but the mom is not much better anyway. That's. I'll just say this again, people. All things in moderation, games included. But when they're in moderation, you can stop criticizing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So out recently, we'll touch on them very, very quickly. A uh, little Big Planet Two. Did you guys Love see this video game. of uh? If you haven't Google it, Little Big Planet Two, a uh, Zelda dungeon. Guy <laughs> pretty faithfully recreated a uh, the first dungeon from Legend of Zelda using Little Big Planet Two. I mean, it just goes to show the incredible tool set that this game has. You know, to create all sorts of games. If only Brawl was like that. Mm. Oh gosh, if only, and that's mm-hmm. why we have to edit it so much. <laughs> and then, and then, Dead Space Two, which is getting great reviews. Um, I wasn't crazy about the first Dead Space, but I know there are people who love it and very excited about Dead Space Two. And I've already finished it, and they love it. Um, but the advertising campaign—I wanted to get your guys' opinions on it because if you haven't seen it yet on TV, it is your mom will hate this game, and yep. they, they take <laughs> real life footage of you know moms that are test subjects at least you know 40 year old moms even older and they're watching this game and they're like oh 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 my god what's this this is this is a travesty this game should not even be made that's disgusting oh my god oh why why do they kid and the ass the, is like it's bloody it's disgusting it's everything you want in a game and your mom's gonna hate it dead space too <laughs> um yeah <laughs> I can kind of see where they're going here, but then there are those who are like, oh, well, my mom plays, you know, these games and all that. I, I-, I want to know what your thoughts on it were. It's it's hard to say because, um, like, cause I'm not, my, me personally, I'm not as big into those kind of games where they, mm-hmm. they have extreme gore and that kind of right. stuff. But even so, I mean, I have some that do. But I don't play them because my mom hates them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that... it's just—it's a weird marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm not surprised. So, I think if you're young and you're trying to go for that, like I'm going to spite my mom. I think the reason you're allowed point, to play them yeah. in the first place is because your mom isn't doing enough of a job to make sure you yeah. don't play them. You know? Yeah. So, but, but it's the easy way out. I mean. I mean, I'm learning this firsthand. You know, I have a daughter who's very demanding, mm-hmm. and it's very easy to to pass the blame and just be like, okay, plop her down in front of the TV and make her watch something. As they get older, video games do that same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, as they become teenagers especially. It's just like, yeah, I just give them a game, and then they'll leave us alone. And mm-hmm. you know, Although there's a big difference out. between Toy Story and Dead Space. No, there's not. <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> to infinity and be... <laughs> <laughs> Alien spouts out of his chest. That's what the aliens in the claw are. They are the necromorphs from Dead Space 2. (laughs) Problem solved. There's the link. Emperor Zerg. (laughs) Well, but I'm just saying that, you know, kids, when they say, I want something, it's easy just to be like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then the kids will leave you alone. So, I mean, but that's American parenting for you right now. Yeah. Had enough of a lot of these stories recently where they're taking these kids away from the parents because they're so negligent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, let's get to mail time. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We 
just got a letter. We just got a letter. Wonder who it's from. So these are the questions that we were going to have last week on the show, but we had sound issues and we decided to just stop the show right there. So Super, Master WGS, and Skulljumper, your questions get to carry over next week. How about that? Woohoo! Um, anyway, Super's question here is airship and airship for those that don't know is a tournament that was going to be hosted by jason m3d rice scav and i was going to have a hand in it as well we're going to do show me news live and all this stuff is going to be north carolina it was this big thing we had planned for the end of this past summer got postponed into winter i I just want to say jason m3d rice is the driving force behind this it's still something that wants to get done but we're having issues with capital, and plus he is, you know, have had the blessing of having a second daughter. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a daughter, second child along the way, and um, you know that is that is definitely obviously the first and foremost priority in his life. And um, I, I would love for airship to still happen, um, but it's you know certain things in life that are kind of making it happen. Not so much yeah. right now. So in short, we don't know the details yet. We don't know, but it still want we still want it to happen. It's just yeah, things are delayed. I'm actually kind of glad it got delayed. I mean, for very selfish reasons. But now that I'm <clears throat> financially stabler, uh-huh. um, I have a higher likelihood of participating. So I'm excited Yay. for that. Uh, the first time I meet Yoko ever. <laughs> oh, dude. That reminds me. We we have to get uh we have to get our E three applications started soon. That that would be be really cool. Um. Oh, well no, we we have the next couple questions here. You can answer strong bad. Um, it was just a show me this particular question. Anyway, next question. Let's get it right to it. Master WGS asks, how long does it take for you to or how long does it take for you to slash do you ever? Seek out a strategy guide or FAQ for a game when you get stuck. Like, are you a man of serious honor who refuses to lower himself to look at one? Or are you or are you all about finding the easiest route through a game so you can have time to enjoy more games later? Um, it depends on the game, honestly. That's a great question, by the way. It is. It is a really good question. I think to you me, the... it, it, oh, sorry, go ahead. It, to me it depends on the game because some games are just challenging and part of the fun of the game is the challenge so there's no point to get go to a strategy guide such as some like legend of zelda the dungeons and stuff You're like professor layton yourself professor layton's what? an example like when it's all about the puzzle you don't want to look like, it up yeah, like Banjo-Kazooie games or something. Mm-hmm. It's like you're just kind of cheating yourself out of the whole fun of the game by right. looking something up. And some games like a fighting game, right. the whole point of the game is for you to unlock everything and then play it a whole bunch with your friends. Mm-hmm. So it, to me, it definitely depends on the game. But most of the time, I generally just don't look up strategy guides. Yeah. Buzz, what about you? Um, same thing. It depends on the game. It also depends on how much I love the game. Because if it's a game I hate or I'm just suffering through or it's stupid, yes. I'll usually just guide my way through it. Yep. But I'll give you a very specific example. Okay. Assuming it's a game I love and I'm enjoying and I want to experience it, I will, on my honor, you know, refuse to ever look at a guide. I do live by that rule generally. But I've come to sort of crack here and there because of circumstances. And mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. In uh, Phoenix Wright, Justice for All, 
<laughs> the last case. Yep. There was a part where you have to, you know, point on the photograph. And I was convinced I was doing it right. I was like, I, I think I know what I'm supposed to be looking at, but I just, I'm not clicking the right spot for it to be satisfied. And sure enough, I was right. I went and checked a guide because I was tired of guessing over and over and over. And I was right about where to click. I just wasn't clicking the exact right spot, mm-hmm. you know. So e- even there, I was like, okay, I had the right answer. I just wasn't executing properly, Yeah. you know. So in general, I, I do avoid guides. I don't ever just like, oh, I'm going to get through this game and get through it unless I, unless I hate it. If I hate it, then, yeah, I'll guide my way through it yeah. if someone's making me play it or something. But I yeah, do I have... really play a game I hate, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do have a certain level of, you know, honor or whatever. Like, I don't want to, like, have the game uh, the guide side by side, obviously. Like, that is that is not me. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I think a game has to get me a certain level of pissed off. So that yeah. <laughs> I will I will look something up. Um, Kingdom Hearts, the original Kingdom Hearts, for example, frustrated me several times because it is so vague what you have to do at certain points <laughs> that I'm like, I, like if I am wandering around the same room and everything, and I'm, I'm just like I'm not making any progress on it, like I will look it up and you know see what I have to do to keep it going. Like if yeah. I am stuck at like a certain point for maybe 10 minutes or so I need to move on because otherwise it is just time wasted. Otherwise, right. you know, I think it has to be a, a certain level of frustration that has to be reached before you go reaching for the guide. Or if you were on a 3DS, you could hit the home button, go to the web browser, go to game facts. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be dangerously tempting. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually when I buy, what I, what I consider big games to me, yeah. like for example, Metroid Prime One was one, and Metroid mm-hmm. Prime Three. I usually buy the game and the guide at purchase, mm-hmm. but I don't ever touch the guide till I've beaten it. Yeah. Oh, Metroid like, Other M, the parts yeah. where you had to stay still and you had to like focus on the one like, little area, yeah. like the green blood on the green grass, to move forward. <laughs> like that, you have to look up to be able to yep. continue if you're just like moving around and like I, I, what am I doing for me, uh, for me it was the little brown maggots after the big pit yep. drop down you had to look for the little egg maggot thing wherever they are and I was yeah. like where the heck are they even with the guy I was like I don't see those <laughs> or people who've oh played Persona fusions are yeah like fusions and like getting some of the uh, um, gosh what was it some of like Elizabeth's wishes or tasks like some of those fusion ones to get like the right combination stuff together. Like I think you have to do to because you're not just you're just not going to know it off the top of your head. So uh, your uh, fusion made me think of Dragon Ball Z Budokai three. Oh yeah, and uh, unlocking Cell Junior and Cyberman were the, was the most retarded thing I've ever had to do in a video game. <laughs> yeah, because you have to go into whatever it was called the uh, Dragon Room or whatever. And uh, you'd face random opponents, and the difference between your opponents and your character's level mm-hmm. had to be a certain thing. And then after that condition was met, there was a random chance of Cell Junior or of <sighs> Nappa or Cell appearing. And then after you beat them, you unlock them. That's dumb. And it it was the dumbest thing ever. And then I figured figured out afterward that uh, there was a newer version of the game called DBZ Infinite World, where it's slightly more balanced, and those characters aren't in it. So, hmm. 
I kind of wasted my time there. Oh, it's, it's you just bad. you just reminded me that I I do take the polar opposite approach with Smash. Mm-hmm. I buy the game and the guide, and I have the guide open from the very beginning, and I'm like, all right, unlocked, unlocked. How do I get that unlocked, <laughs> unlocked? Like I I've I bought I, I've bought the guide for Marvel vs. Capcom three one because I bought it for twelve dollars instead of twenty. That was a nice deal yeah. on Amazon. I don't know if that's still going on right now. Also, Ooh, it's like. It's like 320 pages long, so why the <laughs> hell not? And um, I'm not gonna be like looking at it to like, oh, you know, this. I'm gonna figure out this and this and this. But it's it's a nice collector's edition, and I yeah. don't know. If it's for, it's for a game that my, I care about. My photo you know? of my Borderlands guide, and how giddy I was. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the guides to. Uh, I have the guides to Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie. Just as collector's edition and for collector's value because I love those games so much. Right. And I rarely ever refer to them for anything because I know those games inside and out. But uh, when I first went through the games, I didn't really look at them because part of the whole fun of the game was just figuring everything out on your own. Yeah. But uh, the whole point of the strategy guys for me was because it was something that held sentimental value for me because I love those games so much. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the last mailtime question before we end this monster of a podcast. Um, from Skulljumper, as a high school student, I am on the front lines of what seems like constant attacks against my favorite hobby, and I am sick of it. What can the gaming community in general do to better its image? Hmm. That's a tough one to answer, simply because our image is so ingrained in society right now. Well, you know what part of it is, too? It's the third and fourth word. High school. High school is just, you know, so clicky, and they're like, it's the jocks and the nerds, and there's not much... When you get to college, video games become cool again. Trust me. Trust me on this. Pokemon. It's just like like the classic comic that's out there. In elementary school, Pokemon... Pokemon! (laughs) High school. Like, dude, po- Pokemon what? Like, you're, you're in your... You're what, shot. Sh- shot. <laughs> and then in college, yeah. it's right back. Pokemon, oh my god! And, and they all have beards. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> that, that's what video games are like in college. So, as far as the actual question goes, what can they do to better its image? Um, stop being dumb online. Uh, honestly, like, a lot of the frustration that I have with gaming is just like how dumb people can be. It's it's not just tro- trolling is like is one thing. So if you're like a, like people who likes to troll, it's it's one thing. On like Xbox Live and PlayStation, when you give people like microphones and they have their say in different online competitive games, it's just like a whole bunch of stuff that gives gamers a bad name. So I don't know if that's anything that can be changed, but that's kind of what my irritation personally with some you know of the gamer scary uh, stereotypes um you know have happened you know i don't know yeah i i totally agree with everything you said i mean it's, especially in high school you just have to work through it because when i was in high school it went way beyond video games i mean just the fact that i was in band that's enough to be yeah shunned and, and disgusted like oh you oh you're band geek oh you dummy like, yeah oh, people oh. Just look for anything that's different and try to make themselves seem better because of it. And that's just something that doesn't change about people. And um, later on in the game, later later on in life, that becomes less and less like of an issue because people mature. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Do you guys have any uh, recommendations then on how to better the image? If we can't even do anything, you know? Um, just live a healthy, normal normal life and prove to them that we do not, we're not basement scum with no life. <laughs> don't, how, about, how about don't constantly flail around in front of Connect? That will yes, not help you. It, it, it just won't. Um, no, I think that, that pretty much sums it up. It's A lot of it is just high school and high school kids being high school kids. And yep. unfortunately, it only gets worse as you know this generation continues. When you you got your Justin Bieber's and your Miley Cyrus's and your... <laughs> um, yep, yep. And your Jello pudding and your wow, rap music. Your PlayStation and 3's and your... Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, that's what I'd say about that. Um, anyhow, that is pretty much all we have to cover. I know we talked a bunch about Project Melee, Project M, which looks, again, strong bad. Thank you for coming on. Well, I also want to really thank Shanus and Dantarian. They were great. You yeah, guys were... and those two are very busy in their lives, mm-hmm. so I think it's very cool of them to come on. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, yep. I've got things going on too, but mm-hmm. I'm—I don't even have a job, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I want to thank the 124 people that were there in live stream. It's now down to 46. That's a 46 sticking around. Thank you. You didn't have to, but hopefully you've enjoyed what you listened to. If you're listening uh, through the MP3 or on iTunes, uh, ShowMeNews.com. Pretty straightforward. We have forums. We got IRC. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Um, we've got a whole bunch of stuff going around. We'd like to say we're the friendliest community on the net, uh, as far as forums goes. Definitely. Um, we're so friendly. Bots come to us too. Yeah. The, the bots just love us. What can we say? But we, we <laughs> like, to, we like to deal with those. Um, yes. but yeah. Show Join me the new, forums. Yes. Make one post and you're in forever. Forever and ever and ever. If you don't make a post, you'll be purged by the bot, bot mm-hmm. purger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Aside from that, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We covered Project M, we covered 3DS, NGP, MVC3, GeoHot, Mail Time Questions, Kirby. We a lot of stuff that we covered. One of our biggest episodes in recent memory. So thank you. Um, uh, just to plug the Project M website again, it's uh, please do. Uh, project projectm.smashmods.com, and um, just keep checking back, and we'll hopefully have some more content up for you guys and. We'll likely be releasing a release date for the demo that's due out to be before Pound 5, which is February 19th through 21st. And I will be there with Project M. So Fantastic. If you can go, go. If you can't, I'm sorry. You're missing out. Uh, that's or you're right. like me and you live 30 mm-hmm. states away from it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go. I wish I could go. Yeah, But, you know, we at Show Me Your News, you know, we started because of brawl and smash and yep started on smashboard so we are very excited about project m and the direction it is taking so <laughs> we will definitely be you know keeping posted on all the news bits um so with that i am yoko and i'm the buzzsaw and, and i am strong bad there you go and we are out thank you for listening No!